0: For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts.
1: Love the front of the sun this morning. I just love when there's good news or happy news or positive news on the front of newspapers. And there they are, all of the teachers. They're called the Shomra 22, and they were on the air with me about 10 days ago from St. Coleman's Community College in Middleton. On the front page of the sun this morning, sharing the loot over half a million half a million uh, was the winning ticket and uh, of course they were telling us the story back in the day that it was bought in memory of a former colleague by the name of Maeve Barry who sadly passed away in November but um, it's just fantastic when they divvy it all out amongst them and there's like a lot of them um, 64 of them um, they will ultimately garner Eight grand each. There's a great photograph of them this morning at, I guess, lottery HQ with the cheque and celebrating. So good news on the front page for a change. You won't find it uh, on many of the other newspapers. I mean, we have the the restaurateurs and the vintners and the hoteliers all unhappy. There's going to be a VAT change going to go back from 9% to 13.5%. Some would say you can never keep anybody in hospitality happy. Uh, Certainly challenging times for them, but uh, Mike Ryan, who has the corn store in Cockbull says, if VAT goes up, Uh, then prices inevitably will have to go up and that will lead to people not being able to afford to go out and eat and it ultimately will mean that one in five restaurants will be at risk of closure. That pretty much sums up the front and inside pages story from the front of the Echo today in that regard. There are other interesting stories then with regards to how things are going to be as we head into spring. Like the examiner is suggesting that there could be another kind of an energy aid package cobbled together. It would include a fuel allowance lump sum for those that are eligible for fuel allowance. A bonus child benefit. I mentioned that yesterday morning. The examiner drill into it a bit more today. And another energy rebate of some form. Um, an increase though at the pumps is also expected. So do be given with the one hand, do be taken with the other hand. Because they're going to put excise duty on fuels back up again at the pumps. Um, and that, you know, that excise duty reduction will be phased out next month. So uh, hospitality feeling pain motorists feel in pain, but at least perhaps some gain for people with regards to fuel allowance, an extra child benefit payment, and maybe another couple of bob-off energy bills. Do you remember the big hoo-ha and it's still going on? Ask anybody who's trying to book an NCT test. If you go online, they'll tell you August. If you ring them on the phone, they'll tell you in two or three weeks. It's just, I mean... It's bizarre. But they wanted to hire an awful lot more staff, but the unions representing the staff, which is sip 2 rejected it. The idea was that uh, the National Car Test uh, wanted to clear, the NCT wanted to clear the backlog, but the end of this morning is saying that's been thrown into chaos because they have to abandon plans to hire staff. But the staff that they were hiring were lower-skilled staff than the mechanics. So you can see it from the point of view of the mechanics, really, can't you? But it ends up throwing it, if it wasn't already in chaos, into extended chaos because how are they going to clear the backlogs? They need probably to look at a new system. Whenever that contract comes up for renewal, is there a better way to do it? Is there a simpler way to do it? Uh, Should it be given over to mechanics and garages that invest in equipment like that where they can do the testing? I don't know. Um, Listen, Bertie wasn't long before um, proving to us that Bertie's back. He's making the red tops today. Now this is the red top interpretation. Uh, The Mirror is saying this morning uh, that He's had um, a dig at me, Hall Martin, already with regards, certainly on his policy on Northern Ireland. But don't glaze over um, if 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 politics on the island of Ireland bores you. What he's actually saying. Uh, when you read into it, when the m- mirror read into it, is that Fianna Fáil needs to get back seriously to its Republican roots, grow a pair, and get back to the way things used to be within Fianna Fáil. Now, I- imagine that that's just like a pain in the backside now from Eiffel Martin to be seeing these things. and Bertie Hearn just back in the party a wet week. Paying up its 40 euro and already warning Fianna Fáil it could land its worst ever election result if it strays too far from its Republican roots, like the old Odyssey song, Getting Back to My Roots. This ex GA star who cannot be named because of all of these allegations against him, uh, that story continues to make the papers. Like The Independent managed to talk with some people who have been allegedly swindled out of cash. Now, the idea behind it is that he was going around claiming that he had a rare form of cancer and he needed to travel to the United States for treatment. And a woman gave him five grand, uh, and others gave that, and lots more besides. Some business people gave substantial amounts of money. Now, some of it was uh, given in cash, and some of the money was sent by bank transfer. Another the are examining all the finances of this former sports star who's at the center of this, and they say, um, one person is quoted as saying, if these allegations are proven against them, it will just seriously taint his, his legacy. So a woman says that others now need to come forward. She's urging people to come forward, not to feel ashamed or embarrassed, but let's find out, you know, these are allegations at this stage, but let's find out if proven how bad it actually was. The figures of the papers were totten up earlier in the week, or sorry, at the weekend anyway, was uh, a million. It could well be that, it could be higher. You know, it's awful the way people treat uh, their children. Do you know that story that was... Uh, making the papers uh, some months back. It's back before the, 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 in the in the newspapers again, because it's in court. Uh, we were talking yesterday about our own house of horrors uh, back in 1993 um, in Cork, where all those young men lost their lives and can't be found and what have you. But you know the the, the little boy and girl who were taken into care? Uh, they were very, very small, himself and his sister. They, they were moved to new foster parents and then they started telling the foster parents how how awful... Their life was. this is before the central criminal court, and you can 't go into any of the detail of the individuals involved, but they survived rape and awful abuse i wouldn 't even go into the type of abuse that the three and a half year old boy and the five year old sister went through um, there 's sentencing going on at the moment for his biological mother and her partner. But if you read some of the detail of the papers this morning, you would just weep. You really and truly would weep. So a fellow before the courts, and to some extent it kind of shows the sense of humour of our judges. Apparently he was just out of jail, right? And he said he was trying to get a ticket or lost his bus bus pass back to Limerick City. So he was still in Cork. I think it was around the Cornmarket Street area. And he threw a beer keg through a shop window just hours after being released, right? That didn't go well for him because uh, he was arrested and was before the courts yesterday where the judge, Judge Cullum Roberts, said to 33-year-old Derek Lynch... When you cross and see a keg, ignore the keg. Say, good night, keg, and go on your way. <laughs> I found that very funny. Maybe it's maybe just my weird sense of humor. He he says. Um, he also said in court, Judge Roberts said that this appeared to be one of those cases which uh, are becoming more frequent where someone commits an offense in order to be taken into custody. And then he said, I, I just might be able to help him with that. Um, and then he imposed a sentence of nine months but suspended five months of it. Uh, So off to jail went Mr. Mann again, having just been out of it a number of hours. It's a very sad story in the examiner this morning. It's the kind of thing you wouldn't expect to hear of, that somebody could have died after a chicken attack. Apparently this is the case where a man was attacked by an aggressive chicken which had only been moved to his property after it had been previously attacked, uh, previously had attacked a child, the chicken had attacked a child then attacked him it's the kind of thing you hear about dogs isn't it but you know you wouldn't expect it for uh, an aggressive chicken he, he suffered a, a very bad puncture wound to the back of his lead, leg and he bled out now you know paramedics arrived and everything did CPR actually a family member his daughter did CPR on the misfortunate man uh, but he passed away and then they found a trail of blood going all the way back to the chicken coop it's an extraordinary story very very sad uh, and then in musical notes a couple of interesting stories if you love your tunes, particularly for a U2 fan. U2 are going to play Las Vegas, but they're going to play it without Larry Mullins. I wonder, is this the first time? Uh, I imagine that you guys who know an awful lot more of the history of U2 will correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think they've ever played without the full quota or the full quorum. Uh, but the drummer will miss it. because Imagine if you're a drummer and you're drumming since the middle of the 1970s. It's got to be hard on the body, it's got to be hard on the shoulders, it's got to be hard on the elbows, it's got to be hard on the wrists. It's got to be hard on your neck and all sorts of places like that so it's it's a hard gig being being the drummer so he needs surgery he says they have a lot of bits fallen off and he needs work done so they will play vegas without larry mullen and hopefully he'll be back again you're you're baiting the sticks off the drums for years and years and years a bit like phil collins i mentioned larry mullen and phil collins because both are drummers and you know of the um the incredible talent of both, but Phil Collins, one heck of a drummer, can't play drums anymore, too frail now uh, to tour, um, and actually can't even hold a drumstick. And a lot of the time, you see him in a wheelchair. Uh, he's had years of ill health, and a lot of it to do literally with the strenuous activity during his musical career. But in spite of all of that, the um, band Genesis made the top Forbes list as the biggest earners. Last year, not big, and they never toured. They did absolutely nothing gig-wise, but they sold their back catalogue for 305 million. So they come in at number one, Sting's at number two, Tyler Perry's at number three. Trey Parker at uh, number four. And it goes all the way down then to uh, Taylor Swift and uh, Rolling Stones and Brad Pitt and stuff like that. So they're not all necessarily musicians, but they certainly are in showbiz. And talking about showbiz, whether or not there will be a comeback of Faulty Towers, let's see. We were talking about that last week and Fraser Crane as well. Uh, but certainly Connie Booth, who played Basil Fawlty's... Um, They call her a chambermaid. I think she was a lot more than that in in, in Faulty Towers. They were married in real life. She's been quoted in the Times UK this morning as saying that I'd have appreciated learning about the project from John rather than reading about it in the papers. I'm assuming that if she's available they'll contact her and ask her if she wants to be a part of a comeback I don't know Uh, and then there's a lot of good uh, online stories making the papers today like for instance so far so good with Rag Week I'm not seeing any problems I don't see any issues and nobody's contacting me even though uh, Cork Bureau are reporting that hundreds of students have been queuing outside the pubs in Cork City for Rag Week which started yesterday it's a it's, yesterday was day one and the thirsty students were arriving at doors in the early afternoon. Now, they also quote in Cork that in 2020... The Gardaí came out in force um, to clamp down on the anti-social behaviour and public drinking during Rag Week. And there was lots of 75 euro fines. But so far, so good in all fairness. And I hope it continues that way for them. There's that and lots more besides, which we'll come back to throughout the course of the morning. There's a lovely story in Tripe and Drasheen about the St. Patrick Street busman's shelter or the bus shelter, if you like which was taken away in 2002. He could get a new lease of life, apparently. That and lots more besides. But it's Valentine's
2: Day. The Neil Prendiville Show on Quartz Red FM. Two-time gold winner at the Emerald Radio Awards 2022. And
1: Seamus took to the streets of Cork to chat with those who were looking for love or indeed were not looking for love. And bear in mind, we've got some great prizes to give away this morning and a lot of them must be won today. And indeed, in the case of all of our bouquets of flowers from Shandon Street, from Shandon Flowers on Shandon Street, they must be collected today. But what's the temperature like on side with regards to Valentine's Day? I don't care if Monday's blue,
3: Tuesday's grey. It
0: anyway. I wrote yourself. You're right. like the romantic type. Yeah, but I gave it up years ago. <laughs> um, years ago, it doesn't mean a racket.
1: Use the money stuck for something, something else. Use it on something more more worthwhile. Well that's uh, the taking it. Get rid of it, abolish it.
3: Come here, tis inside doors we are, now I know. I don't disarm you for When I was my husband, I celebrated it. And
0: what would he have done? Or what would he have done for you? We'd have a out for a meal and a drink. You could go out on Monday and go for galantines, you know, and Give go out with the girlfriend's. Ten. That wouldn't be a thing. Uh, you know? Or we used to do that, but since the COVID, we don't do that in no the morning. And uh, then they say they, there should be a day for the guys, considering you're getting galantines. There's a choice there. <laughs> a choice. Oh, but then, then the guys oh. have the, have it every day, do they?
3: They do. that for half an row. <laughs>
4: don't we only really look for the one pair we don't We see you again. Oh, no, don't we really do anything? No. A bit miserable.
5: Bit, bit
6: miserable. <laughs> I think if you're not in love with somebody and you haven't got anyone to celebrate with, I think it's a good idea to just celebrate with your buddies, isn't it? <laughs>
2: this year uh, I'm going to give a, a wellness present to my daughter.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah, this is a good one. Eh?
0: No. The girls have Galantines, t- where it's a kind of a, a day to go out with the gar- their gal pals. Do you think there should be a, a male version of that? <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think not. Uh, oh, a yeah. no? Valentine's, yes, no. Okay. So you should never celebrate that. They only brought that out, yeah. The camp people, brought, Can can't make can't make people brought that out yeah, a number of yeah. years ago. Like when we were probably growing up, there was no such thing, maybe his Mother's Day Father's Day. And a happy divorce day, and the Carol brought that out. Oh, them. So they're making a mug of us, are they? Making a okay. mug of us, they're boy, make, and making plenty of people. people. Now, there's also Galentines, where all the girls go out with their girlfriends and uh, celebrate Leave the day off. before. Leave them do do what want want anyway. Do you think there should be a male version, a Malentine? dead right, and the three of us could start it now. We could go up to maybe Ryan's down in Otme Street, if you like. We'd we get a friend of us to pay. Eh? To, oh, yeah, no better man. No better man is right. We'd have to do that Monday, maybe. There's no problem. We or maybe, or maybe We'd Wednesday. We'll we give giving our number
3: off, you In case anyone's listening. Valentine's Day. Well,
0: uh,
5: not really. <laughs> We're no. <married> too
0: long. <laughs> do you go out with the girlfriends the day before? No. No. <laughs> Valentine's Day, He <Do> you celebrate <laughs> it? Aye, we do. Well, you know, guess why not? Of <laughs> <A> course we <laughs> do. And what do you do <laughs> you for it? <laughs> Haggis. Have you no taste of haggis? I have, but sure, isn't that a poor man's black and white pudding? You can say that about the English breakfast. Bacon. And a, you parcel a little bit of bacon, yeah? yeah? And what do you do for Valentine's every year? We used to go out, but with COVID and the likes, we've decided to stay put last year and we'll no do the same again this year. Okay. A lot of women are doing galantines. It's <laughs> <laughs> where all the girls go out the day before with their girlfriends. Do you think there should be a male version of that maybe? Well, have they not got it already? With the rugby and the football, don't all the lads go out and celebrate in the same manner? But there's a lot of women do it too, sir? Uh, you won't see very many women uh, celebrating a rugby match. Maybe not the Scottish rugby. <laughs> uh, come off it now, come off it. We, we, have, uh, we have skinned your knees on a few occasions, have we no? Well, yeah, fair point. Well, it's my birthday, so I celebrate it every year. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this year we'll be celebrating the Fred Zeppelins. Valentine's, do you celebrate it?
4: Ah! Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna try to do something
0: special for me and maybe my friends. They're married. Does that mean it stops? Is yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> but there's a ga-
4: it's every day. <laughs>
0: but there's a Valentine's Day then the yeah. day before. <laughs> that's
4: a weird that's doing. what we're doing. That's a weird
1: <laughs> Valentine's, Valentine's. I love that line. Actually, I go, oh, God, that's in the racket. Mother's Day and Father's Day and Happy Divorce Day Calls on the way Get on the phone, share your own stories Text 086-8104-106 Text
2: the Neil Prenderville Show now 86 Red
1: FM Mad cop keen To find out exactly what makes a great Relationship last as long as Helen And George's has, they're married 57 years today so a big Congratulations to both of them, got married On Valentine's Day, Helen and George, good morning to both but good morning, Niall. How are you? Can you hear me, Helen? Morning, How are you? <laughs> yeah. happy, happy anniversary for the day that's in it today. Thank 57 you. years ago today. Where did you wed?
7: In Douglas Church.
1: And afterwards? Oh,
7: the Metropole. The, yes, Metropole. Didn't, every,
1: didn't everybody the Metropole. get married in the Metropole? Yes.
7: Well, uh, <laughs> it was the best
1: place yeah, <laughs> and, and a morning wedding too, weren't they? M- much yeah, earlier weddings. 10
7: o'clock in the morning.
1: Yeah, go on, yeah, yeah, George. I was going to say eleven, but (laughs) ten.
3: Ten will do. Ten will
1: do. Let's not start a row.
3: No, (laughs) no, no, no.
1: no. Where did you meet? Because I think Helen, you were you were born in Canada, moved from there to California, and then to Cork. Is it?
7: That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, A a bit of a sad story. We brought um, my my mother, who was Canadian as well. We had been visiting Ireland a few times, and she just absolutely loved it. And she got ill, and she said she'd love to go back to Ireland. So we brought her back um, just a few weeks before she died. Oh dear! Yeah, and um, but that's that's how I came here, and then I met George. Then a couple how weeks did that later. happen? Was
1: was it that George was was ordered to give you a tour of the city or something? Was that it, George? No. no. (laughs) (laughs) Show. I was told. I was told by your daughter-in-law that you were. uh, You were told to show Helen around Cork.
7: Well, there was that too. But it it was. I met him. I'm sorry. I'm interrupting. I I met him the night before his twentieth birthday. Right. And like that, it was kind of a family visit thing. And and when we were leaving, um, they knew that I had been through what I had been through. I know. And they said. To George, maybe you might show or take Helen somewhere, you know yeah. and so yeah. as it was his birthday the following day he was going to the Arcadia with his brother and uh, that's where we started and never looked back.
1: Who was playing the Arcadia, George, do you remember?
7: I uh, do the, the
1: Dixies. Go! Oh, what a great gig! Yeah. yeah. Oh, what a great introduction for Helen yeah. to All Cork's social scene. That must have been an incredible night. Oh, fabulous. Fantastic, mate. And tell me, George, was it love at first sight? It was. It was.
7: (laughs) No doubt about
1: it. Like, wait, what? Tell me how, tell me, describe how you were feeling with regards to it being love at first sight. The most beautiful woman you'd ever seen, is it?
3: Um, (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. No no problem
1: there, but... uh, it was nice. It was nice. <laughs>
7: do,
1: do you remember the second date? We do?
7: Yeah, it was the following mo- following day.
1: Yeah, we went we to,
7: were. was it Monkstone, George? Um, yeah,
3: yeah, Monkstone. Yeah, and, there uh, was some
7: kind of boat, a boat race was a boat or something on.
1: So and we, we were just inseparable after that Amazing when, like he Obviously you settled down in Cork Fell in love So you obviously worked in Cork And George was Were you running the family business I think George was, Were you with your dad and your brother or something I was indeed yeah What was that business? Furniture Okay where was it? Leitrim Street Alright busy then I'd say we were very busy. Okay. And what about you then? Where were you? Where were you, were, you, were you? Did you take up work as a dance teacher, Helen?
7: Oh, that—that that was uh, after I was married. The, um, the the kids were growing up in that, and uh, I started going to dance classes, and um, and then I was encouraged to do exams and teach.
1: Good for you. What kind so of I, dance did you teach?
7: Oh, well, it started off with disco. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, can you teach disco? In- you can. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs>
1: Very intricate moves on the disco dance floor, if I remember oh, it correctly.
7: Absolutely, it was uh, a brilliant time. I was I was teaching in um, Fountainstone, Myrtleville, Crosshaven, and then I moved on to um, the the city, and I was in Mallow and had the. Best time ever.
1: <laughs> so that disco teaching would have... I mean, that would have been what? Around the time of maybe Saturday Night Fever? That's when
7: uh, it started, yeah. A
1: lot of stuff by the Bee Gees, things like that? Yep, yep,
7: that's
1: right. Has she still got the moves, George? Well, back in the 60s, she had, yeah.
7: Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> you, see, you see, I used to dance different to everybody else. and
1: uh, that's just, That just makes uh, you unique.
7: Oh yeah, we, uh, yeah, yeah. we had a great
1: time. You did, and uh, of course rare a family. Um three sons, am I right? Two in That's Cork, right. one one in Paris. Also, big into your motorbikes, is that the case?
7: Yes. Oh my god,
1: yes, yes. Oh well, yes.
7: gosh, that was a whole new section of our lives.
1: Yeah, we brilliant. loved this, yeah. Where'd you travel yeah. on the bike, George? Um
7: uh, mainly
3: mainly at uh, Galway, Carrying. Carrying. Mm-hmm. Waterford,
1: Tipperary, all those places. Ah, uh, what like for weekends or you do were the day trips? No, Would you... no, no.
3: These these were daily daily runs, and we did a lot of uh, the bike charities. You know, you, you you meet up with a lot of bikes and um, and just go. On, but on an adventure.
1: you'd need both to be very much into it, though, wouldn't you, Helen? I mean, Helen, were you were you were you up front I or were you never, behind? I had never,
7: bought, oh, I had never been on the <laughs> back of my life, and. Uh, I like falling in love with George. I fell in love with the bike. Oh my gosh, we had the best times. But there was a group of us from around this area, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah it's, the
1: best. it sounds great, but yeah, from experience, right. it was always fantastic until the heavens opened and it bucketed down on top of you. <laughs> but we, well, we that's true. We kept going in the, rain. We, kept oh, going gosh. In the
7: rain. we went up and down to Galway in one day and it rained the whole way.
1: Oh my God Almighty, your behind would be frozen <laughs> solid and stuck to the seat and the pain oh no. between your shoulder blades, indescribable. When you
7: get off, you start walking like John Wayne. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so come on, what's the secret to a happy long marriage on your 57th anniversary? That's a tough one, man. All right, yeah. well, have, have a go at it anyway.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, since the day we met, we, we became the best of friends, and it, it's, um, it's, it's not as if we had to work at it, like it came, came <laughs> back
1: Would you agree that you didn't have to work at it, Helen?
7: Oh, not at all. Not at all. I mean, the, the main thing is to have respect for each other, and yeah. uh, encourage each other, and I don't know, we were so busy with the, the boys anyway, and...
1: yeah.
7: Everything just fell into place. It
1: came naturally, and you got on with it. And we got on with it. I love it. And tell me about Valentine's Day. Is it an important day? I mean, it's important because it's your wedding anniversary. So how would you... I
7: have have to, to say to you there, Neil, we were actually married on the 12th, because in those days, you could only get married. We wanted to be married on Valentine's Day, but you could only be married on a Saturday. Right. And Valentine's Day fell on a Monday that
1: year. So it was very restricted on the days you could get oh, married. very, very yeah. 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 You
7: know, yeah. so, um, but like, we feel like that we've kind of got three days, if you know what I mean.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And is today, is today as important? I mean, will oh, there be... Oh,
7: it is. Do you, yeah. do,
1: have you always given each other cards or flowers oh, yeah. or gifts?
7: Always, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well.
1: What are you laughing at? Did you forget one year, George, or something? I, I did, I forgot one year, yeah. <laughs> Picture no sound that day I'd say. Uh, uh,
7: no. Picture uh, no sound.
1: Uh no. Well listen, we happy always, happy Valentine's Yeah, everything. happy Valentine's Day and happy anniversary. Do you mind if I just check in as to how well you know each other? Oh my okay. God, right, We're trying. right? Okay, just three yeah. quick questions. I'll start with George and see how he gets on. George, okay. what's
8: yes. her
1: what's her favorite film? Oh my
3: God. Uh, uh, to be a dancing one,
1: I mean, uh, <laughs> I'd, ha- I'd, I'd have to say Grease. Is he right, Helen? Perfect. <laughs> George, what's her favorite meal?
3: Uh,
1: oh, boy. <laughs> chicken Helen definitely, definitely yeah. ah, chicken's very broad now like chicken I, I
7: I'm, that's what I
1: mostly eat all the time alright I'll take it George what's her favourite song Um boy uh, it again
3: I'll, it would have to be something to do with Elvis I'll
1: take that let's see if that's okay. right Helen yeah can't help falling in love with you. So
7: Ooh. That's the <laughs> what you say? That's the one.
1: Oh, my God. He uh, got three out of three. Let's see if you can do the same. What's his oh, favorite oh, film? Oh, um... <laughs> he has a lot, like... But I
7: think he, he, he really
1: fancied Death Wish. <laughs> <laughs> be honest now. Don't be... Because you're in love now. Don't tell me a lie. Is that right?
3: Oh, that's that's correct. It,
1: it is. It is correct. Yeah. What's it, his it's... What's his favorite meal?
7: Uh, mm. Oh dear. I I suppose well steak, but he'd kill for a sausage.
1: <laughs> Which is it then? Is it a steak or is it a sausage?
7: I suppose sausage.
1: <laughs> George. Yeah, that's
7: right.
1: <laughs> and and his favorite song.
7: Favorite song uh and he always liked amazing grace but recently it's the ballad of the green berries
1: oh it's a tough one you have to pick one of them
7: green yeah. berries george yeah. that's
1: it that's it yeah Ah, it's amazing i'm taking have you th- have
7: a- one yourself
1: no why is he yes, going to give right. me a bar of it no,
7: oh, no, no, no 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 but uh look at look it up and check it out it's amazing well who sings it yeah. I think yes. is it Sadler George is his name. He, told it.
1: he, he was a soldier as well, name, you know. Yeah. Fair play to you. You both <laughs> yeah. passed with flying colours. Three out of three. You definitely are 100% in love. And know yeah. each other inside out yeah. happy valentine's day <laughs> and, and happy, happy anniversary
3: and to you, thank it? you very much mate.
1: all the best look after okay. yourselves cheers you, take oh, care okay, text 0868104106 helen and george we have some lovely prizes to give away and i'll give out details of all of the winners you never know who might scoop you could if you text 0868104106 pick up the phone on 0818104106 we have um some great prizes starting of course with one of the big issue big things on valentine's day and that's of course bouquets of flowers, and Shandon Flowers on Shandon Street are giving me six bouquets to give away this morning. Now they must be collected today; they're all ready and waiting. You go and get them yourself if you're lucky enough to win one of the bouquets. We also have um, a fabulous table for four people for Valentine's night at Electric to give away, which is the new sharing menu at Electric. So that table will be for four. Valentine's tonight on Valentine's night. We also have steak dinner with wine for two at Cockbull on French Church Street and tomorrow they are launching their Cockbull steaks menu. So from tomorrow onwards, if you're lucky enough you can go and check out the new menu there Cockpool steaks with wine. We also have Galantine's Afternoon Tea at the Cork International Hotel. For those of you that just aren't interested in Valentine, want to do your own thing and are happy as you are, uh, we've got Galantine's Afternoon Tea at the Metropole. And the director of romance, uh, sorry, Galantine's Afternoon Tea is at the Cork International Hotel. And at the Metropole, where they have an appointed director of romance. We have afternoon tea for two as well. If that wasn't enough for you, we will be love bombing you right across the day today on Red FM with tickets to give away for gigs at either Mosgrave Park or live at the Marquee. And I have uh, pairs of tickets for Paolo Nottini playing Musgrave Park on Wednesday the 14th of June. we got calls on the way, text 0868104106, but we need great stories to win all of these various prizes, so it all has to do with uh, how good your love story is, your story of romance. Incidentally, I'm also interested in stories that actually are the opposite. Those that think this is just a racket, that is just there to sell cards and flowers and restaurant bums on seats so do get involved it doesn't have to be all about the romance it could be a lack of romance you could well be happy with that we got uh, some lovely calls on the way Mary and Mikey after the break
2: call the Neil Prenderville show now 0818 104 106
1: Red FM lovely prize for Helen and for George for sure we will 57 years married uh, this week Um, if anybody can beat 57 years married get in touch text 0868 104 106 pick up the phone on 0818 104 106 but just behind them not too far behind them at 50 years married is Mary and Mikey O'Toole and they join me by phone Mary good morning Good morning me uh, has Mikey rolled out of bed Mikey have you rolled out of the labba I'm out of the lava now, Neil. Because I heard you're still still celebrating the wedding at a party. I am, yeah. (laughs) You've been celebrating since Sunday night in Murphy's Rock, I'm told. That's
9: right. Well, uh, I've been celebrating since Friday when my brother and sister come over, you know.
1: Another celebration. Because you originally came over all those years ago from the UK. Is it to work?
9: That's right, Neil, yeah. And where did you uh, meet? I was on a blind date, there. Yeah, I, I was working with her brother in Tony Murphy's in uh, Silver Heights.
1: I'm a plasterer, you know? Oh, they were building houses up there at the time.
9: That's right, yeah. Me and uh, her brother and father were working there, you know? Yeah. And uh, we used to go out and have a few pints together. And next one day, he said he had a lonely heart, sister. <laughs> <laughs> and would I go out with her? So he said,
1: not a bother, i give it a bash anyway, you but know. Mary, that sounds like a sympathy date to me.
10: <laughs> He's exaggerating, Daryl. i say he is exaggerating.
1: <laughs> he, has notions, he has notions about himself. Go on, anyway. Yes,
10: <laughs> indeed. <Isn't he? laughs> so,
1: so, you, so you met up for the date and went where?
9: We went to uh, O'Connor's, there. <laughs> what? In, in Tucky
1: Street. Not th- I thought you at the funeral home for a second.
9: What oh, was that? <laughs> <laughs> The pub, is it? Pardon? Was that a pub? It was. It was o- it called O'Connor's in, in Tucky Street there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And and from there then, I think, was it, Mary, to the Stardust, was it?
10: The Stardust, um, the Arcadia, the uh, Majoka, <laughs> uh all those places at the time you know
1: and what did you make yeah. of him when you met him first on the first date
10: well I brought a friend along with me and he was with, he was in digs and the South Main Street and I wanted a friend to have a look at him and what? Uh, why she, why you kind of do. You bring a friend at a time, Neil and date. You know, go away. To have a look, yeah, and to meet up with the rest of the group. Then in O'Connors, so, so we were peeping around the corner, and uh, he was wearing a suit, shirt, and tie, with the sleeves of the suit then was halfway up his his hands. And she said, "Oh, geez," she said, "his shoulders are kind of big." The suit was too small. My said, watching his shoulders for the night." <laughs> So, can you just explain uh, to me?
1: uh, You bring a you bring uh, a pal along, right? And the pal has to uh, say yes or no to the date, is it?
10: Well, yes. Well, she was court to my brother at the time, you know,
1: right? As well. But she's there to give you advice as to whether he's a keeper or not. Yes. Okay. So, So, all right. Did he? So, in spite of the short sleeve suit, he passed, (laughs) did he?
10: He, 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 well, obviously he passed his name, <laughs> 50, 50 years of oh, delight.
1: Ask a stupid question. <laughs> <laughs> but was it love at first sight, I wonder, Mikey? Oh, well, well, it was
9: love at first sight for me anyway. I don't know about Mary, you know what I mean? She was a stunner, right? You know.
1: <laughs> what would you say to that, Mary? Would you say it was? <laughs> oh, for- I was, I was back in the day, all right, Neil. I oh, what, was. It, what what attracted to him if it wasn't his big, it wasn't his big shoulders and it wasn't his short sleeve suit? What was it?
10: I think it was his his Gloucester accent.
1: The Gloucester <laughs> accent.
10: Yeah, the way he spoke, you know, The English accent, like you'd be kind of saying he don't sound like the Irish lad. You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: You didn't want to nab a guy with a cork accent, was (laughs) it?
10: That's uh, too flat.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you went on then from, you know, the Stardust and the O'Connor's pub and the Arcadia, the Majorca, hitting the ballrooms. Uh, Who proposed?
10: Um, Well, uh, he did, he did.
1: Do you remember? Well, we
10: we got engaged. We were courting for a while, and then we got engaged. Uh, Where did we'll you get engaged you... though? How did that happen? Mikey, uh, well, he, he Mike... just asked well, should we after a couple of years do you think we should get engaged for a, a while with each other, you yeah, know? Yeah,
1: yeah. You didn't ever did you, had you bought an engagement ring, Mikey or anything like that? Or, uh, nah, uh, th- 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 she wouldn't let me buy it, she had to pick it out herself, Neil, you know, she's very fussy, uh, you know. <laughs> so so it was he proposed then, Mary?
10: Oh yes, yes,
1: yes. And where did you marry?
10: And we married in the Ascension Church in Granabra. And the reception? I, at the Imperial Hotel. All
1: right, usually it was either the Imperial or the Metropole, wasn't it? Well, there were there other places people were marrying, there wasn't a whole lot of hotels. No, no, no. They were the main the ones. Time. And was there many at the wedding?
10: Um, I said it was about 80, I said, around that mark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And t- From these family in England, you know.
1: So when you, but it was one of those morning ones where, did you head off on honeymoon on the day then?
10: Uh, we we did, we did. We had to go to Dublin at the time to get a flight to Mallorca.
1: Oh, that was very posh, wasn't it, Mikey? That, that Mallorca. was a very
10: big thing, yeah. yeah.
1: A lot of the time, it was either Dublin or Salt Hill. You went to Mallorca. What was that like, Mikey? Fifty years ago, Mallorca.
9: Oh, we had a great crack there, Neil. It was, uh, well, it's all commercialized now, like, isn't it? But uh, at the time, it was, uh, it was very nice, I like thought. Anyway,
1: you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what, what, it was what it one boy and two girls? All of them in their forties at this stage, I'd say. Oh yeah, one boy and two girls. Yeah, Neil. Yeah. What about grandkids? uh
9: we have uh we have um a oh we have a grandson <laughs> and uh uh two granddaughters
1: is that is it two or three mary <laughs> we we
10: have we have one grandson and three granddaughters and and we have a, an extra one then from the grandson <laughs> a great a great granddaughter a
1: grand a great granddaughter yeah. Oh, yeah. Be darned. How does how does that make you feel? Old.
10: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what about you, Mikey? Uh, Old. Yeah. Old. It makes me feel younger
5: now. Like, like I'm young at heart. You know what I mean. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great to have them. You know
9: they're lovely.
1: You know. All right. So I got a few questions for you guys, just to test how well you know okay. each other. All right. So I start okay. with. What's, I'll start with you, Mary. All right. What's his uh, What's his guilty pleasure?
10: His
1: guilty pleasure Guinness. Is that right, Mikey? Yeah, spot on. What What's his worst
10: habit? he's what um, snoring
1: (laughs) (laughs) you'd probably you'd deny that would you Mikey well I used to stay in digs
9: with a fella before it'd be buddy we come from England together and he used to be hopping shoes off me head every night you know so (laughs) that was over the snoring (laughs) (laughs) so she's right there
1: okay just just one one final one for you right um, yeah. Who said "I love you" first, Mary? He did. Ah, uh, is that right, Mikey? Yeah, by Yeah. Do you, do, you remember, do you remember where you said it?
9: Uh, outside her door, up in my Nebo. <laughs> is he right?
10: Is he right,
1: Mary? Oh, he is. He is. Three out of three. Three out of yeah. three. Hang in there. Now we'll see how Mikey gets on, Mikey. Where yeah. was yourself and Mary? Where was your first kiss?
9: Uh, in the back of her brother's car, I think, coming back from near uh, Mallorca.
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mary, perfect. Eh? He's right. <laughs> Okay, and another one for you, Mikey. What she most scared of?
9: Spiders.
1: Is that right, Mary? it is what terrifying. the hell is wrong? what is wrong with little spiders should they do no oh, not the small ones the big ones <laughs> <laughs> a, w- a one final one see if Mikey's been paying attention all these years what's her guilty pleasure
9: her guilty pleasure uh, her stir fry every Sunday when we go out for a bite to eat she loves it
1: <laughs> is it a stir fry Mary
10: it is, because
1: you keep asking me to change, yeah. And and if, I I w- if I was with you 50 years, I'd be asking you to change. Do you order the same thing always? <laughs> ah, no,
10: no, no. It's just up to date
1: now, you know? Uh, well, the guilty pleasure is the stir fry. Fair play to you. Those who were married yeah. a long time, both you and our 57-year-old couple earlier on, George and Helen, you really do yeah. know each other inside out.
10: Oh, yes. I mean, that that would go with the years, you know? <laughs> You become uh, partners You both soul partners You
1: know One thing I didn't ask One thing I didn't ask you Mikey Is what's her What's her What's Mary's worst habit?
9: Her worst habit
10: oh, <laughs> Don't Jesus. answer that I have none <laughs> ah, Don't answer that <laughs> Lifting
9: her backside Up as a And uh, <laughs> Leaving a bit of wind Ah man I think it, Oh <laughs>
1: Mary, uh, Mary, I know that's not true. No, no, that's not true. <laughs> of course it's not true. They'll be hell to pay when you hang up the phone, Mikey. I can tell you that, pal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, stay listening. Yeah. We've got great prizes today and have a lovely prize for you guys. You'll find out exactly what it is a little later on this morning. But there's something nice for you, all right, to enjoy Valentine's oh, okay. together. Okay. Yeah. So, happy okay. Valentine's Day. Thanks a lot, Neil. And happy anniversary. Was it today? It was today, Valentine's Day, Was that on purpose?
10: Um, yes, it was. That was on purpose because my mum's mom, my birthday was the 13th of February. She's passed, so. And I wanted to get married on her birthday. And uh, she said, no, I'm looking for you. And I, I choose the Valentine's Day then. We're dead extra.
1: right the day after. Yeah, the day after's yeah, better. Yeah, well listen, yeah, yeah. I've got some lovely prizes for you and for George and for Helen. It might be dinner for two, it could be afternoon tea, it could be a bouquet of flowers. What would you what would you like? Would you be interested in the flowers and maybe some afternoon tea or dinner or something?
6: Oh,
10: dinner and afternoon tea be lovely, yeah. Something like that. I like the flowers too. Any, any you right. know. Okay, any well, well stay, stay listening, you
1: guys and George and Helen as well. because more calls on the way, but there'll be something nice in it to celebrate your anniversary and Valentine's as well. Thanks for getting out of bed, Mikey. Okay, uh, not a problem, uh, yeah. And have you too get back now. No. Go back to bed now. <laughs> go back to bed. Uh, you might get right. you Thank might you, get your, you uh, might get a boot on the backside out the front door though, but you'll never know. We'll have to wait and see when you hang up. <laughs>
10: <that's
9: right>. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck.
10: Hey it's Dave. Join me weekdays from four for Dave Max Drive, where I'll help get you home or give you a little lift at home. Big hits, loads of fun features and traffic info. What more could you need? Join me, weekdays from four, Dave Max Drive.
2: Get it off your chest. Text The Neil Brinderville Show now. 086-8104-106. Red FM.
1: So Valentine's Day or Hallmark Day. I mean, there's an awful lot more card manufacturers now than Hallmark, of course. But I think they were the ones that perhaps really honed in on it first time around commercially. And they figure that over a billion cards are sent globally for Valentine's Day. A billion. Isn't that an awful lot of cards? In the US alone, 20 billion Uh, dollars was spent on Valentine's Day and a billion dollars on chocolate alone. Uh, And if you look at it then, it's a huge day for florists and 30% of the annual uh, holiday transaction spend is on, well, I don't know what they mean by holiday transaction spend, but 30% of their annual take apparently they're saying they could make in and around uh, the Valentines. I imagine that there's probably a florist roaring at me saying that is not true, but they figure 250 million roses are produced for Valentine's Day and the red roses in Ireland are the most popular. And the biggest recipients of Valentine's cards apparently, believe it or not, according to, this is again as I say, American research, but they say the biggest recipients of Valentine's Day cards are teachers. i um, Don't know any more about the research as to whether it's students given the Valentine cards or indeed that it's teachers who are in love who get Valentine's cards. I can't quite work that one out. But they say the biggest recipients for Valentine's Day are are teachers. And they also say that films um, like uh, The Notebook or When Harry Met Sally, thanks be to God, I've never seen those films. But they're very much centred around Valentine's Day by all accounts and lots of people will watch them. Saint Valentine himself was executed in Rome. Um, way, way back in the day, uh, 270 AD, apparently, and his crime, apparently, St. Valentine's crime, was secretly marrying couples uh, when the Roman world at the time favoured polygamous society, where, back in the day, there was no such thing as one love. They had lots. The Romans were a bit kind of uh, touchy-feely in that department. They had many different partners, (laughs) way, way back in the day. (laughs) I don't know how much has changed since then. Um, But anyway, it's just huge numbers, over a billion cards Uh, sent um, annually on Valentine's Day. And happy to say that men spend more than women on Valentine's Day, 55%. Men spend 55% more than women on Valentine's Day. Um, I don't know whether that's out of genuine love or just fear. Um,
4: I think if they remember they spend 50% more How, I heard a vox pop this morning in my way and the amount of men that admitted that they forgot and last minute stopped at the petrol station Yeah I heard that there. in the 9 o'clock news yeah.
1: Yeah. Those horrible pe- well <laughs> <laughs> the insulting yes, petrol let's stations let not
4: but they're not as pretty as the ones you get in the florist And,
1: and, and women can tell right our partners Straight can tell
4: Straight off But we're really good like that we hone in on those things and you can also what tell What you mean? If have a- you got petrol <laughs> station
1: flowers? In the past? I know I've given them in the past Oh yeah it no, was, yeah. was young and foolish.
4: Yeah, but I hope that that's not what's going to be waiting at home. No, for me not this evening. not
1: anymore because you get the withering look. Or, or <laughs> actually, I better leave that alone because I have to go home later. So yeah, I, don't I have would, any if I
4: were you, reverse But so Why TV? is it that men spend more than women? <laughs> I, do they?
1: Fifty-five I th- percent more than women, apparently. I
4: suppose. Well, a bouquet flowers is expensive, and I I, so yeah, I wouldn't. But it's not a competition about who spends more than who, is it?
1: Uh, no. That's not
4: what love is about,
1: Neil. Not true love. No, no, no. 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 <laughs> uh, but apparently, they do say that when you know when men's transactions peak. When after office hours, which means they've forgotten.
4: <laughs> That's just what I was saying. Which proves you. your point. Doesn't surprise me at all. But at least they're doing something to rectify it.
1: Ah, yeah, but it's not the whole thing's a bit of a racket, though, isn't it?
4: It is, but at the same time, you know, I heard a lovely elderly couple talking about love this morning, and they were just saying it's a night, it's a day to remember your love and to just, you know, remember kind of why you got married and remember the nice things about love and the nice things about your relationship and just enjoy being together. I thought that was really nice. Yeah,
1: I've, uh, but I have text saying, oppositely, opposite to that, saying it's just a commercial day. And you should be showing that kind of love and respect every day.
4: You should, but like Christmas is kind of commercial too, I suppose, as well. You could say every holiday like that is commercial, but isn't it nice to embrace it and, you know, show a little bit of love? All What's right, all well, with that?
1: have a good day yourself. Thank, Thank you very happy much. Happy Valentine's Day. Let's hope
4: there's something nice waiting at home. It mightn't be such a nice Valentine's if there isn't. <laughs>
1: I wouldn't want to be crossing you
4: (laughs) I'm not that bad really No you're not You're a sweetheart Have a great day today
1: Valentine's is a marketing tool To make money End of story Valentine's Day is a celebration of love And not romantic relationships Exclusively That's an interesting one I buy myself red roses Every Valentine's And I buy them for my daughter too Uh, I'm never let down then It's all I want. Uh, There's lots more like that. I love Valentine's Day. Always have. Single or not. But I can buy myself flowers. I can hold my own hand. I can talk to myself for hours. Literally. You don't need love, I suppose. Um, My ma'am always bought me flowers on Valentine's Day, even when I was married. Uh, Love shouldn't be forced. It's something that should come naturally every day and not just once a year. Uh, How they turned a beheading into the most romantic day of the year is is beyond me. (laughs) Because that's what happened to St. Valentine. He only went and got beheaded. (laughs) Sheila, good morning. Good morning. Morning to you. How are you?
8: I'm fine,
1: thank you. I hope you can hear me okay, because it's a very special day today for yourself and your sister Maura, is that right? That's right, yeah. Are ye Cork's oldest twins, I wonder?
11: I don't know, I'd love to find out.
1: Wouldn't it be good to find out, because it's your 90th birthday today? That's right. Happy birthday. Thanks. And, And Valentine's Day as well. That's right, Valentine's Day. Tell us a little about yourself and your sister, Maura. Where are you from? Where did you grow up?
11: Um, Middleton, Upper Mill Middleton.
1: Right. And did you go separate ways, marry, settle down, things like that?
11: Um, yeah. That's right. Maura just living down uh, about 10 minutes walk away from me.
1: And have you never um, been further than 10 minutes from each other?
11: That's right.
1: And is there many in the family that will be celebrating with you both today?
11: Well, we'll a big party on the tree and on Friday night about 30
1: going. Oh, that will be fabulous. Yeah. little bit of food and raise a glass on your 90th.
11: That's right, yes.
1: Isn't it lovely? And tell me, tell me what's the secret to your long life?
11: Oh, I've been good humour.
1: <laughs> what is it like? Always to be in good form and always having a laugh. Oh, well, that's right. And did you stay no, in Cork all those years? Did you work in Cork?
11: I, 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 I well, I'm now. i do know. I, so I got the house. You and got. I, I, I'm, stay, I'm staying here all my life.
1: So you never left the family home.
11: Not really.
1: Isn't that
2: lovely?
11: Well, we had a cottage. And then uh, and, and, and then we knocked it down and
1: we built up a two-story house. God! But when you were very small, it would have been the family cottage.
11: It would, yes. yeah. yeah.
1: And were there generations living in it before you, like people oh, on your dad? Was, there was
8: nearly
11: hundred
1: years. And what oh, did man. you? And what did you? What did your family do? Did they farm? Oh
11: no, 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 no. my, 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 my father worked in Hanlands Mill.
1: He worked in, in the, the mills. mills.
11: In the flour mills.
1: In the flour mills. And you, you, you grew up and were reared around Middleton, went to school in Middleton, is that right? Oh, I went
12: to school. We used to walk to school. We used to walk to
11: school every day.
1: They were tough in times, work. I'd say, were they?
11: I'm telling you, they were.
1: you would have been and through. They, you would have been through the emergency, Second World War, many, 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 many different incidents across the... Across yeah, the 90 years.
11: Be. Huh? That's right. I was about 12 years away when the Second World War I was on. I know. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and there was hardly anything there. We had anything to eat. You couldn't get it.
1: Everything was rationed or couldn't be imported it and was. stuff. So. Even
11: clothes. So, you had to have a book. And there were stamps to it. You could throw many stamps for different items.
1: Was that the, was that the ration book, was it, Sheila?
11: That's right, a ration
1: book. Yeah, there were tough times, I'd say, but your family, but your parents provided. Was was it just the two of you, yourself and your twin sister? I know. There
11: was five
1: of us out together there. Okay, okay. And and uh, are they all still alive?
11: Every one of them.
1: And are they older or younger than the twins? Uh, oh, oh, we're
11: the oldest. They're the youngest. I have a sister in
1: Louisiana. She's a nun. How old is she, the sister in Louisiana? She's about 83. Right, and do you, I mean, do you see her or chat with her often? Oh, she rings three times a day, could you imagine that? Three times a day?
11: Three times a day from uh, from
1: America. What do you talk about every day, three times a day?
11: No, she'd be looking for the (laughs) news.
1: Did you ever go over and visit her?
11: no I did not no she she, she comes every year for oh, about she, six weeks
1: isn't that lovely and she stay with you then and everything well
11: oh, she stayed with me yeah
1: right yeah yeah and have you I mean did you settle down at all because I know that there are children and grandchildren in the extended family aren't there
11: uh, I got married but my husband died about
1: seven years ago oh well yeah, well, yeah long, I'd say you're married a long time
11: I was over. I was fifty years
1: married, over fifty. Ah, uh, yeah. I'd say you miss him I every day.
11: Ti- I, I have five children.
1: And grandchildren.
11: And I, I have nine grandchildren and four great grandchildren, and and I have a set of twins myself.
1: Really? So next generation uh, twins as well. The twins run yeah, in the family, I, then, Sheila.
11: And my sister have twins.
1: And what's the secret to a long life, do you think? I mean, did you mind the food that you ate? I mean, did you, did you smoke? Did you take a drink? Once, uh, tell me the truth,
11: once in
1: my life I drank. You didn't care for it? No, I just took the pledge
11: and I wouldn't
1: take it. Right, and you're probably better off without it. So to be, right. to, to be happy, is it? To laugh a lot.
11: That's yes, I do, I do I laugh a lot and 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 and, and 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 with great jokes and everything.
1: And do you think people worry and stress too much these days, I wonder?
11: I say they do. And the cost of
1: living now is terrible. It's it's tough on them, isn't it, particularly young people, isn't it?
11: They say they guess and, and then they are and then and the uh, and, and, and
1: everything I know and your, and your twin sister now I'm talking about Maura will, would you meet her every day or what's the story there Because well,
11: she comes she comes up to my house every day
1: for what tea or for a bit of food or what no she comes
11: up and, and she does a bit of walk around the place as well and, and you know she, she's great she, she, she's house
1: proud and it's the family home and you want to keep it spick and span of course Yeah, that's
11: yes, right and she yeah and, she's, uh, and, and her husband
1: did it too. She wound Well, listen, happy birthday to both of you today. 90-year-old twins. I wonder, are you the oldest twins in Cork? You probably are.
11: We're
1: the oldest swingers in town. The <laughs> oldest swingers in town. Is your granddaughter there Orla Farmer?
11: She's here
6: alongside me.
1: That's the Cork ladies footballer. That's the alongside lady with you. six in a row all-Ireland wins. What do you make of that?
11: <laughs> I you had to speak to
1: her. You're very proud of her.
11: Oh, I am. She's here on five minutes.
1: Put her on to me there for a quick second. Happy birthday, right. Sheila, to yourself and Maura.
12: Thanks, Neil.
1: God bless you. Take care.
12: Hello.
1: Orla, she's a diamond.
12: Oh, she is. She's one of a kind.
1: Incre- kind. Isn't she incredible?
12: <laughs> oh, it is, yeah. Me and my granny have a great bond over the years, and... I'd be lost without her. Honestly, would be lost without her. She always brightens up today. Has she great <laughs> so stories,
1: I'd say, Arla? Has she?
12: She does. I'm actually um, in the process, you of collecting her stories at the moment. Um, I want to kind of collate them into a little book uh, just to have as a keepsake. Really, Isn't it for, very uh, important? Have,
1: like, yeah, yeah. Also, yeah, why, why don't keep... you record her as well? It'd be Great stories I, for posterity.
12: I, I do, actually. I, I kind of record her on my phone audio. And then I kind of type up some of the stories as well. So they're just nice to have. And I suppose you'll always have them and pass them on to the kids and the grandkids. Absolutely. The it's gas, isn't everybody it? Everybody's is a little Sheila. Yeah,
1: yeah. And she says the secret is to always try and be in good form and have a laugh and a joke and keep the bright side out.
12: Absolutely. And I suppose it's funny because I, I put her on Instagram about two years ago. so She has an Instagram page, Sheila Bell's Official and um, a few times a week we'd upload some insights of the day so I'd ask, you know, she, we call her Sheila Bells, so Sheila Bells what's the insight of the day today and she, off she goes on her um, on her insights and her wisdom um, and yeah, everybody loves it and Sheila Bells
1: does. on Instagram, is it? It's
12: Sheila Bells on Instagram I yeah. gotta
1: follow, I gotta follow <laughs> Sheila it is,
12: to follow. <laughs> is
1: Nagas about her sister the nun in Louisiana ringing her three times a day, I love that
12: Yes, Nell, yeah. And I'd be there with her as well most of the time when Nell rings and uh, the phone would be hopping, but she loves it. So All it's right, it's a though.
1: great story. A uh, happy 90th to both of them on Valentine's Aww. Day. You're going to have a great night in the Elm Tree. What a great spot to yeah. pick for the celebrations.
12: Oh, fantastic. Food is good. Staff, really good. So we look forward to that now and have a bit of a boogie.
1: How many, a bit of a boogie, boogie. <laughs> <laughs> Sheila and Maura will be boogieing as well. How many of you will gather at the Elm Tree?
12: Um, I think there's about 30 of us.
1: Wow. Um, yeah,
12: So just family, close family, really. It's uh, going to be a great night. And, it's going to be a great and, night. And,
1: and, um, Listen, yeah. um, enjoy Friday night. You you just recently retired, didn't you? Fair play to you. What a career. Six I in a row in Ireland wins.
12: I did. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been an incredible time with, with the court ladies over the years. Um, I think sometimes it's when you come out of it, you kind of, you know, realise what you had and, you know, you kind of take it for granted to a certain extent when you're a part of it. But, well, it's been an incredible uh, few years and we were lucky, I suppose, to, to have that success as well.
1: Oh, um, big time yesterday. success. Mother yeah. of God, six yeah. in a row. Sure lucky,
12: so yeah, you have to kind of let go, I suppose, as well, and you, know, you can't keep going. Was it hard ever, to stop? Yeah.
1: Was, it, was the body telling you it was time or what?
12: Yeah, I think, to be honest, I've been at it since I was 17. I was called up to the panel, so I was in fifth year in school. And so it was 13 years playing football. I, n- I never missed a summer. Um, I played championship for 13 years um, in a row with the seniors. And I suppose it, it is, it's demanding. It's on the body as well, the older you get. And, and you know, it's, it's a big commitment yeah, as well. And I, know, I know, suppose, I know. you know, you have to kind of move on to other things as well in life. And you have to, that's the, the beauty of sport.
1: Dad, you were seriously committed. I remember hearing the story Kevin was telling me once you flew home from Winnipeg to play in a league final and then flew back again.
12: I did, yeah. That's commitment, isn't it? I know I was at a conference over in Canada for my PhD presenting and we also had a a final, a league final. So I decided to fly from Vancouver to, uh, to Cork. Or was it, yeah, no, sorry, it was Montreal to Cork. And then went up to Dublin the next day to play the game. We won the game. That was good. And then, <laughs> <laughs> the most important thing. And then the next morning, flew back from Cork uh, to Winnipeg to present at another conference So If there's a will, there's a way.
1: Ah, me. that's serious <laughs> commitment, though, in all fairness. For particularly, you know, it's the love of the sport. It's an amateur sport, but it doesn't lessen the love of it. And how's life for you now? What have you turned to?
12: Good, very good. Now, yeah, I'm hoping to do a bit of travelling. Um, and a bit of volunteer work in africa as well so I've, I've, I've a few plans in mind and i'm kind of focusing on my career as well so i'm kind of going down the business route now and um focusing on kind of so it's coaching sports coaching um as well so well,
1: you'll be very yeah, successful to get to get at that a
12: chapter and yeah yeah it's what i'm about as well so I'm, I'm looking forward to it and much to come <laughs>
1: all the best of luck with the next chapter Arla, all right
12: Oh, thanks Neil. And, and thanks. I granny listens to you so every day, and she loves
1: that. I'm <laughs> delighted that she does, and thank you for le- for sharing Sheila and Mara with us. Thank you so much.
12: Uh, no, no problem. Thanks Neil. Uh, I'm gonna organise a, a lovely am gonna, bu- gonna organise
1: a lovely bouquet of flowers for her. All right, little later on this uh, morning.
12: She love that. All right, oh, thank
1: you. All right, Arlene. Cheers. Evening.
12: Bye. Thanks, Neil.
1: Bye.
2: Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818-104106. Red FM. I'm getting a lot
1: of variations of the same joke sent to me either to myself or else to our text line here and it's along the lines of, herself freaked out when I told her I booked a table for 8pm this evening. Uh, I thought she'd enjoy a game of snooker and I'm getting loads of different variations of the same one, so thank you for those. Keep them coming. Incidentally, just on quirky little things, you know the term wearing your heart on your sleeve and it's something that people talk about, particularly around now, you know, people who, who wear their heart on their sleeve is said to wear their emotions on their sleeve, but it's more than just a Um, uh, than just a phrase because apparently in the middle ages young men and women drew names of who their valentine would be and they wore their names pinned to their sleeves for an entire week so everyone would know who their true feelings were for and that's where the term wearing your heart on your sleeve came from they can be very quirky those sayings because there's always a history behind them but enough of me back to the phone lines we go Miriam good morning good morning and we're back again to identical twins I think are we we are um Because I was just chatting mom. I was just chatting with ninety year old twins and you're telling me you can beat that.
6: Yes, my mum and my aunt they're identical twins. They're Kathleen 100. and they're Joan 100.
1: They're a hundred.
6: They were a hundred last December.
1: I'll be darned so, so they're born
6: in tenth of december nineteen twenty two.
1: Very good. A hundred. You heard they're born. Was it was at Cork City, Cork County, or where?
6: Uh, North Main Street. Uh, they live with their cousins above a pub where Minahan's Jewelers is now.
1: On the North Main Street.
6: Wait, yeah, they were waiting on the soldiers' houses at the time in Whitehorn to be built. And uh, my grandfather was injured in World War I so they were born there, and then eventually moved to Whitehorn.
1: So 1922, of course, above a pub on the North Main Street, they'd been living in a city that was going through huge amounts of change.
6: Absolutely, Burning a car, war
1: of independence, civil war and all that. Mm
6: -hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: Over the years, they must have had amazing stories to tell.
6: Oh, unbelievable stories. We should have written them down. But as you say, we should have
1: recorded them, really. And what kind of farm are they in now? Where are they now?
6: They're in Derrick Lynn Nursing Home in Caroline Road.
1: Are they both together?
6: Um, they are both in the same room, twin room, which they even got extended for them recently. They're an amazing staff.
1: Isn't that lovely? Well done to Derek Lynn for looking after them, and they've
6: they're been, absolutely amazing. Yeah,
1: yeah, and they've been together a hundred years, and even now in, a reti- in retirement in their home, they're still together. So they must really get they're along.
6: Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 they adore each other, but they do did have their fighting as normal siblings do well it'd be weird um, if they, they didn't they are very close yeah. they are close yeah, yeah they are yeah. they are
1: you must be all mad about them lots of children and grandchildren is that right
6: no there's only two grandchildren yeah one yeah. great one great grandchild due tomorrow so yeah and um, they had there were six of them in the family and what do you six think siblings. is the
1: secret to their happy life <sighs>
6: I have no idea, to be honest, Just kidding, I think it. It's just genetic. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, all of the brothers and sisters lived into their eighties and nineties.
1: Sharp as attack.
6: Yeah, mom isn't, but um, Joan is. Um, can be quite alert, but at a hundred, well, I'm sure sixty, I know. so I'm not well, as as alert as they are sometimes. Yeah,
1: yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, without but, a um, doubt, you have yeah. to give some. You have to give, cut them some slack at a hundred years, don't you?
6: Yeah. And they're like they are identical but in personality they're completely opposite.
1: In what way? What's Kathleen like your ma'am?
6: Mom is quiet. Joan is the party animal. <laughs> I took after her.
1: Still <laughs> partying after all these years. So what was the one hundredth oh, yeah. birthday? What was the twin birthday like then? Was it fun?
6: No. We moved to Kerry and we couldn't we couldn't get out of our estate of all times. So we missed the hundredth. What? Why? Yeah, yeah. It was the tenth of December. If you remember back, it was the weather was atrocious, oh, and we're in this God. So we couldn't get out. <laughs> Anyhow, we did a video link, but all the cousins were there, and friends, and family, and that. Are
1: ah, yeah. you going to have to make the one hundred and first birthday?
6: Oh, absolutely. They intend to be here. I'd say yeah, definitely.
1: <laughs> well, it's a great one. And what about what about Valentine's Day? Will you send them flowers, or will you? Show a bit I mean, over the of love with a box of chocolates.
6: Oh yeah, of course. Now Neil, we were hoping you do something for the staff.
1: What have you got in what have you got in mind, the staff at Darragh Glynn Nursing Home?
6: Um I don't know, what have you got in mind? <laughs> <laughs> they're an amazing staff, Neil we couldn't have coped without them to be
1: honest. Yeah, they're great. They really are looking after they, them. I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure, although I'm not hundred percent sure what, I'm sure there's something for the staff at Darrow Nursing Home. We'll have to see what we can work yeah. out with regards to our prizes. But at this stage I think it would be hard to beat identical twins on Lee Side aged a hundred. I'd say that would be impossible to beat.
6: Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah.
1: If not, if not today, I might might do something on the sly and try and organize something on Friday. Maybe a little side order of free food Friday from them or for them or something.
6: Yes, terrific.
1: If you don't terrific. ask, you it's won't a, get.
6: And it's a very small nursing home. There's only what, twenty five residents. Oh, yes. So yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, all individually spoiled.
1: Well, certainly. Anyway, your ma'am and your auntie are a hundred years young and identical twins listen have a great day today Miriam thanks for sharing the story stay stay listening and we'll see if we can organise for the gang um, might well be later in the week though for a number that big Maureen good morning
11: morning yeah. how, how are good? yourself and Billy very good thank you very good
1: although well, he's got a few years on you he's 94 he's been 94 now to 28
11: this month so he married a young one <laughs> Well, I'd be 92 <laughs>
1: In April, with God <laughs> so there's not much between us. <laughs> oh my God, how, how long you married?
11: Sixty-eight years since last Christmas. Sixty-eight 20th, and still
1: 30th. going. And when did you meet? In the forties or something? I'd say was it? Nineteen
11: forty-eight. We met August nineteen forty-eight
1: at uh, one of the yeah. dances in the Ark. In the
11: Arcadia.
1: Yeah. Were you cork? Were you when, cork people then? Yeah.
11: We were and we kind of knew each other prior to that but that was our
1: first date. And were you north side or south side?
11: Well, we were, at that time we were both living in the north side. I'm from the north side all my life but Billy came origin- originally from Bandon but they're in the north side since he was about six years
1: of age. And after. the first date in the Arcadia, that would have been a live band, was it? Probably it was. Probably even before the show bands, I'd say, was it?
11: Oh yes, yes, yes. Sure. I mean, they had the best bands in Arcadia at the time. No, I can't remember what band it was at that particular night. I but know, but
1: I'd say the glamour and the style would have been um, fantastic. And
11: Mick Jellicle was there, and we had um, on Saturday night. Then when you would have a, a Victor t- Sylvester. we had Victor Sylvester. Fair and, play
1: to you, Billy Boy. Fair play, Victor Sylvester. <laughs> sharp as a tack, I see.
11: Exactly sharp.
1: Yeah. Are you making the breakfast up here, Maureen, are you?
11: We've eaten all our grand.
1: <laughs> what was breakfast?
11: Oh, porridge. Porridge, the usual porridge. Then a cup of tea and maybe a slice of ground bread or a slice of toast or something. About an hour after the porridge, we have the tea and the toast.
1: And the big dinner later in the day, I'm sure.
11: No, we don't have our dinner until about... 5 or 6 o'clock.
1: And come here at 94 and 91 years old and still happily married. What's the secret?
11: Like, What's well, oh, the secret? We had our ups and downs. We had our arguments and we had all those things. But in between we had lovely
1: times. They, say, they say you should never go to sleep arguing.
11: No. And we had four brilliant children. God bless them. They're very, very good to us now. Uh, we couldn't ask for better they're in every day, and they all do their bits around the house, and so on and so forth. They're very kind to us.
1: Ah, uh, they're very but, good to you. But do you, but they should be very good to you, considering all you did for them.
11: Well, when we were when we were when they were all young, we took them away to the seaside every day in the summer, every Sunday in the summer, and we went on holidays. Of course, Crosshaven was a holiday place that time. Where, and
1: would you go to Crosshaven for like a week or something or would you take one of the oh no
11: we were renting a house there for the whole year, all year round and we used to go down for six weeks for the summer oh
1: wow then he
11: would cycle oh he'd get the bus up and down he used to cycle to work but he'd come down on the bus to Crosshaven and he'd um, come
1: down on Friday after work I suppose is it
11: Friday oh yes Friday after work
1: very same as people who went to Yall a lot of the men would yeah. go down at the weekend as well, go back up then maybe, I don't know, Sunday night or something, oh, was it?
11: Yeah, and sometimes he'd come down during the week, you know, he'd come down a couple of nights during the week as well. Yeah. He wouldn't spend the whole five nights.
1: And how were you, you, you he, I mean, you were looking after small kids on your own below them. Were you okay with that? Like, were you not worn out?
11: Not at all. For goodness sake, Neil, we weren't even thinking along those lines. <laughs> those <laughs> things were And we, we did all washing the top. I mean, we had to tap outside the, the door and fill the tub of water and put it on a cooker and boiled up the nappies or whatever. So there was it. no
1: it was no overseas holidays, so it was crosser, was it?
11: Well, we upgraded then to only a hint. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: get a mobile home down there or what?
11: We used to rent a mobile home down there, or a house. Actually, it was a farmhouse. Oh uh, yeah, we yeah. Well, we rent at them for a month with the uh, Billy's sister and her husband, and they had two boys, and we had four girls. So I had her all the week, and the two husbands would come down for the weekend. Said, Johnny McCarthy, pardon? Johnny McCarthy. Yeah. Uh, one of our sons now is Johnny McCarthy. He's a musician.
1: Is he? Gl- and, is uh, he handy? He is?
11: No, I'm just saying my sister-in-law's son, Johnny McCarthy, she, he was one of the two boys she had. He's a musician.
1: Yeah, does well, he, he play or sing or what? Oh, he does. He, he, he uh, conducts the orchestra.
11: His son conducts the orchestra and RTE and
1: all that. Oh, my God, he's heavy duty. So, And do yourself and Billy sing?
11: Well, God help us. Ian, there was no singing I. my... I couldn't sing p I couldn't sing a note but he was a musician, he was in a pipe band. Billy was. They, they started their own pipe band, Saint Nicholas Pipe Band in up in Dublin Hill. You now yeah. his brothers were in it and his father was ahead of it and I had a brother myself in it.
1: So he play does he play the bagpipes anymore?
11: Oh gosh no, so he has no
1: breath. No, he couldn't. He couldn't. He
11: has um He got a present once oh wait he's playing the flute now one second now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know that tune. There you are
11: now.
1: I'd say, I'd say I'd say his pipes were probably made by the Kennedys up in Mayfield, were they?
11: Who
1: made your pipes? Ty Crowley. Oh, Ty Hi. Crowley on a McCurtain Street made them. Yeah, and after Crowley retired, then the Kennedys up in Mayfield started making pipes. Billy, did you know that?
3: Billy, yeah. Alpha,
1: Alf, um, Alf, and his dad Moss. That's
3: right.
1: You should take up I mean, the Iland pipes now. There's no, you don't have to blow. You just have the bellows <laughs> on the arm.
11: Well, they're they're alien pipes. Yeah, that's what he says. That's what Neil says. Yeah. yeah, he's a bit hard
1: of hearing. Ah, it's listen, really, don't worry about yeah. it. It's a uh, hard
11: it's, of hearing, but if he has his eyes closed and we think he's asleep and we're talking, he picks up on it's straight away. so <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh <laughs> my God! Well, fair play well, me, to both of you. Still living, hailing hearty.
11: We didn't do. Uh, we didn't do well in that time. He'd bring the flowers, but he'd bring the flowers any time during the year. Do you know what I mean? We wouldn't have to wait for Valentine's Ah,
1: well, day. listen, I'm going I'm to get a bouquet of flowers for you anyway, for sure today. Oh. You have to have a bouquet of flowers.
11: As I say, the only thing is, keep going, take the bad with the good. When you're down, just get up, just sit down and start out over again. And when you're up, enjoy yourself. And well, we had good times and we had lovely times. And as I say, we went, we went to England and another... Uh, uh, the last year then we went to England and then we upgraded to Spain
1: oh now you're talking
11: the uppish then of course
1: yeah. now you should buy yourself a little villa in Spain now at this stage and head off to the sun
11: oh no I, I couldn't even draw that on I me mean, no <laughs> um, anyway I was, I was never inclined for like a place we had in Crosshaven we rented it and that was grand but as for buying a place abroad that's never appealed
1: to us yeah, come here, you're dead right too, leave that no, out that needs yeah. to who needs that ball and chain when you can come and go and it's somebody else's yes. problem, you're dead right
11: and then you can change your venue you know you don't have to be going to the same place all the time So, but as I say the the secret of it all is as it, keep going enjoy life while you can and of course we go to maths we're daily mass scores.
1: Well, fair play to you. I it's could, working.
11: I so. could not let that out, now because we're daily mass
1: scores. And so you should and be, if that's your thing. Absolutely. It's it's yeah. a wonderful piece of advice, actually, because we worry too much. Don't we? People worry and stress too much.
11: Yeah. Well, we do. And we do worry about the children. No, and the, we have actually 10 grandchildren, all married. 27 great-grandchildren. Wow. And one on the way.
1: And I'd say you could name every one of them. I'm not going to ask you to name every one of them. Oh though.
11: no, 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 no! Don't dream of it. But I could name them all, and as i say we're in contact with them all all the time. All and right, they're
1: all very good us But if, it have, you, to have you got a have you got a smartphone or have you got a tablet or a laptop?
11: We have both. Billy uses a tablet, <laughs> and he loves cooking. Well, he loves the cooking programmes and the music programmes, of course. And he, do you know he baked eleven Christmas cakes.
1: Wow. All at the same time?
11: Fruitcakes. Well, before Christmas, of course, we were doing them on a daily basis. Well, I helped him, of course, but
1: I mean... Never give up. Uh, never give up. Well, Get on with it.
11: And, uh, like he, we like to go to mass. We, he parted around the house. Oh. I have to do help him with some things, but like that in the story. It's never give up. Keep smiling and keep your door open for everybody. That's
1: well the main thing. Well said, An open
11: door and something on the table, but when they come in, a fire lighting, and I think myself that's the secret of happy life.
1: And it's not too difficult to do all of that. Listen, happy, no, no. happy Valentine's Day to both of you, and uh, thank you. May you have pleasure. many more happy years together, yourself and Billy
11: well we hope to no please God one minute I'll just put it uh, 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 say, just say goodbye to Neil goodbye Neil
1: alright Billy <laughs> mind yourself pal. keep playing the flute
11: Yeah, and listen we enjoy your programme
1: alright take care of yourself this is
11: absolutely fabulous and thank you very, bye, very Maureen, much bye
1: Maureen bye Maureen and Billy take care bye bye Bye. Okay, back okay. after the break.
2: Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818-104-106. Cork's
1: Red FM. Okay, just this side of uh, 11, Una standing by, so is Kathleen. But first up, uh, Noreen is on 4. Noreen, good morning.
10: Oh, good morning, Neil. Yeah. How are, How are happy,
1: you? Happy happy day Hi. to you. And you too. Whatever good it fun. is, Valentine or Galentine, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Any
11: day, any only day, once you get up <laughs> out of bed, you're
1: all right. You're out of bed Yeah. <laughs>
10: Anyway, I mean, I know i not think I am. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you're all right then if you got out of the bed.
10: Why are you, oh, telling, yeah. me,
1: why are you telling me to cop myself on?
10: Yeah,
1: you
11: are that lady from Middleton that you were speaking to.
1: Yeah, Sheila.
11: Yeah, you said you'd send her a bouquet of flowers. Yeah. Yeah, but remember, Neil, she is a twin. More. you can't send you can't send one without the other.
1: <laughs> what do you think? I made a bouquet of flowers or what?
11: I don't care what you made it, but you were talking about forcing
10: so you must send her, her and her sister a bouquet.
1: All right, okay. So, um, I've, I've got to get two bouquets of flowers. Exactly. Okay, for Sheila and her sister, both... And celebra- her sister. They're tw- her, her, exactly. Her, well, because they are possibly Cork's oldest twins and they're celebrating their 90th birthday. Quite possible, and they're
11: from Middleton.
1: All right, and if I don't, you'll come out here and wring my neck, will you? I... I- <laughs> <laughs>
11: huh? Yeah, he was, and I'm telling you, I said, God, he runs with everything, does
1: he? He told me everything. Oh, they keep no secrets <laughs> of me on this programme. Kevin said to me, she said she will come out and wring your neck. That's, yeah, fight, I did, yeah. that's fight and talk. You know that I can't fight back, you see.
11: Well, you see, we're all tough down here in these clocks. And by the way, you mention everything, north side, south side, and everything. You never mention Kelly the and Middleton. Why? Everything happens in the city but you remember we're living creatures down here, here I don't possible.
1: have I don't have much gra for Carrick Tool or Middleton I suppose why do you know think
10: you're doing, but why not because we're
1: beautiful people down here <laughs> we're very welcoming <laughs> oh my god you're in rare form this morning I can't do anything oh, right oh
11: yeah I like that
1: every day <laughs> <laughs> well I'll tell you what I, I will organise two bouquets of flowers because I'm half afraid of you oh yeah,
11: you are yeah
1: Which yeah, are, you <laughs> which are you Carrick Tool or Middleton which are you
10: one oh, carry
1: two. Well, that explains it so.
10: What do you mean? <laughs> Jesus name I'll be out too by Henry and
1: <laughs> They won't let you in. You have to have a code to get into the studio. I know I'm the code
11: to get into the studio,
1: alright, don't worry. I'd be looking out the glass, sticking out my tongue at you. Uh, <laughs>
11: yeah, oh
1: All right, I tell you what, Orla Farmer yeah. would be would be the granddaughter, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to get her to come and pick up two bouquets of flowers. So, one for Sheila and one for more, because you are yeah, right, yeah. in fairness to you. You yeah, are right. Yeah, we need to do the right I thing. <laughs> yeah. You I,
11: you give me tickets and I'm going to see Philomen Cock. And I thought it was useless. Up to see, it was at
1: 50 Shades of Grey. Oh, that was steamy, I'd say. That's... Oh, it
11: was
1: nothing i see say you picked it. up a few tricks at that.
10: I, come here, I could have taught him a few tricks.
1: I was going to say that as a follow-up, you probably knew all the tricks already.
10: Oh, yeah. I could have taught him a few tricks, but it was useless. Well, it wasn't good, it was useless. good enough, no? Nah, there was no action in it. Let's see it.
1: It is hard to get the, the window steamed up and carry tool then, is it? Oh, you no,
11: oh, no, no. We're very discreet down around here, yeah. You know? <laughs> very discreet. We can oh, have our own business. We do it right. privately, like, uh, you know. <laughs>
1: OK, well, my card is marked anyway.
11: Uh, no, that's good.
1: You didn't go up and buy a whip after you saw 40 50 Shades of Grey, no? I them in. <laughs> you didn't get a pair of handcuffs or anything, no? Nah,
11: nah. I prefer to chase them around the chandeliers
1: <laughs> Jumping, <laughs> Jumping off wardrobes Because <laughs> you're the one who yeah. needs to cop themselves on Not me
10: Not at all <laughs> It's better fun that way
1: Alright girl Happy, happy,
10: happy. Just, If we don't stop talking ladies, I'd be ringing up and be saying, You get that one after ask after three
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not at all boy <laughs>
11: Where's <laughs> my bouquet anyway? Oh Jesus
1: I'd be wiped out of bouquets <laughs> Oh yeah Give me a box of chocolates on, I'll give you a box of chocolates <laughs> I know you, you'll
10: give me a box all
1: right? <laughs> I'll send you down A box of roses You know the small little ones You can get at the petrol station
10: You, near, you nearly would You know that <laughs> Yeah to be kind of
1: off them Good luck Good luck Good luck And good morning to you all In Carrington And Middleton Only joking i we be doing time wise Okay let me talk to Kathleen I'll <laughs> be looking over my shoulder Now everywhere I go <laughs> Kathleen good morning Good morning Happy anniversary For Saturday
11: Oh, thank you very much. This is a surprise this morning.
1: 65 years married, huh?
11: I know. I don't know how I put up with him that long.
1: What's his name? Tom. So what's the secret then?
11: (laughs) Well, I'll have to admit an argument every day of the week. (laughs) I'd say that's it. Incentive hard work.
1: What do you argue about when you're not working hard?
11: he need only say a crossword to me and, and I'll blow up
1: <laughs> I see he's afraid of you then is he uh,
11: not really not
1: really
11: <laughs> it don't last very long
1: and where where are you guys from I and mean, where would you meet
11: well I'm from Temple if you know it and he's from Temple Michael which is only across the field
1: well I certainly know Temple Michael that's out and around your Glenville way isn't it
11: that's true,
1: yeah. Where did you meet? Was it like at a local dance, or what was the story? It
11: was actually in Temple Michael Hall. That's on the
1: way to Glenville, but it's long gone. Long gone, I know. Era times change, don't they?
11: They do, that's true, they do.
1: Yeah, so you could rock into, where would you be rocking into now? Into Cork City or to to Glenmire or places like that, is it? Uh, yes, yeah,
11: that's true, that's true.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it did you have kids?
11: I had six for my friends, but they're all very good to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one is better than the other.
1: And did you stay local to where you were born and reared all those years, yeah?
11: Um, where we were, in, we were in London for two and a half years.
1: Okay. Then what, we
11: came back in.
1: What took you to London?
11: Well, uh, his brother was over there at the time and um, he he was after getting a job in all foreign before he went.
1: Was it in building? Was he on the building line?
11: In the building, yeah.
1: Oh, there were so many went over to construction, wasn't it? Roads and tunnels and tubes and houses and office blocks, the lot.
11: Yeah, yeah.
1: You didn't stick it though, you decided to come home, was it?
11: Oh, he was homesick. Because... You know, over Sunday he was like to go out bowling, and <laughs> over there it was only washing cars. <laughs>
1: That's what they do at the weekends. There, they wash their cars.
11: Yeah, yeah.
1: You can't beat the old road bowling. Is it still going?
11: Oh, it's oh, it is going, still going strong. But um, he don't go out much now because his feet aren't that
1: good. Yeah, but he has the happy memories of uh, a score oh, of bowls yeah. every weekend.
11: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And what's the plan for Saturday for the 65th anniversary? Is there a get-together?
11: I take my daughters after ordering ordering something.
1: Bit of a surprise, is it, Kathleen?
11: Uh, Sorry?
1: Is it a bit of a surprise?
11: Oh, it is a surprise. And this is a bigger surprise (laughs) this morning. (laughs) I did. Because I'm, I'm a shy person and I'm not good at talking.
1: Well, fair play to you. You don't come across like that, in fairness to you.
11: I'm... I'm shivering here now, holding the phone.
1: <laughs> You're well able, girl. Don't worry about it. You're well able. I suppose oh. you'll be getting an old bouquet of flowers from him today, or a Valentine's card. Will you?
11: I hope so, but I, I'm, I'm not optimistic.
1: Here, <laughs> you don't I need do them. I hope I will. Yeah, but you don't need them. Like it's, uh, you know.
11: Well, uh, I have a few flowers in my garden at the moment. A few daffodils. And
1: isn't it, lovely, be- isn't it lovely to see the daffodils up and out?
11: It, it is, really. It
1: is. And the day's getting a bit longer, isn't it true? That's true.
11: It's nice to see the evenings getting long. And it even-
1: certainly is. It certainly is. Listen, it's lovely chatting with you. I know that it's a big surprise on Saturday, but I hope that it's a fabulous 65th anniversary. I really do.
11: Oh oh, thank you very much.
1: And that all the family will be there and all of the kids and the grandkids and everybody. Have a lovely day.
11: Oh they'll be there, all right. They'll be
1: there. (laughs) Look after
11: finish their work. Look after Tom Look
1: after Tom and he'll look after you, Kathleen. That's
11: true, I will. (laughs) I'll try.
1: Have a great day and happy anniversary for Saturday. All right. Thank you very much. All the best. Mind yourself. Lines are open. You can text 0868 104 106. Keep those stories coming. Just one fast one here. Uh, My dating story for you. Back in the day. I would hitch up to the city from West Cork to meet up with buddies that were going to college or working in the city for nights out. We were doing a bit of a pub crawl one evening and I was on the verge of heading back to the buddy's house. But for some strange reason, I changed my mind and I said, I'd have one more drink. You know the one, one for the road. Went into Mulligan's Bar for one last night drink. Uh, We were standing at the counter having the crack when I turned around and noticed a few girls having their own fun. So I shimmied up close to them. Uh, Not a kind of a pervy shimmy, I just kind of shimmied up close to them. So I asked one of the girls, are you going to talk to me at all? She kind of looked at me and said, of course. We hit it off straight away. So at the end of the night, we exchanged numbers. And remember now, it was back in the days of the landlines. Not the land league, the landlines, no mobiles. Uh, I was thinking to myself that she gave me a dud number. We agreed to call uh, each other the following weekend to catch up for a few drinks. And we parted ways. The following weekend, I hitched to the city again, went to the payphone on Pana, dialed the number I was given, and it was her parents' house phone. Her mother answered and said she wasn't home. She went to Dublin for the Paul McGrath testimonial. So on our first official date, I was stood up. But if Paul McGraw's the reason for being stood up, I don't mind in the least. The funny thing is, I married almost 20 years to the same girl that stood me up. If I'm lucky enough to win one of your prizes, I would love to surprise my wife. Can't call in at work, or if I give my wife's name, the happy marriage might come to an abrupt end. Uh, says Dahi. Uh, Dahi, I have news for you, pal. It actually wasn't technically a date because the impression I get from the email is that she knew nothing about it at the time. But it's a great story nonetheless. And happy Valentine's Day. Stay listening. Back after 11.
4: I'm Lana O'Connor. Red FM News is first for local, national and international news. And you can stay up to date by tuning into our hourly news bulletins or by clicking on redfm.ie.
2: 104 to 106 Red FM This is the Neil Frienderville Show Okay I'll come back to calls in a few
1: minutes time But this Thursday, day after tomorrow The barbershop in Passage West It's called Akaya uh, will be donating 50% of all of the proceeds to Oxfam Ireland on the day, this coming Thursday, if anybody's looking for a buzzer. And that money then will be helped to affect uh, help those who have been affected by the earthquake in Turkey and Syria. And apparently their friends in Fresh and Fast Takeaway and Smart Tech Phone Shop in Passage will also be donating 30% of their sales on Thursday as well. And they'll have collection buckets for donations. So come along and support, particularly if you're down around Passage West area and that's this coming uh, Thursday. Very alarming, it's very sad to hear uh, stories like this and you know, also to be sent a, a photograph but a uh, listener wanted to highlight what's happening or at least what happened on Glen Heights Road. This is the second cat that it's happened to they said where the head has been completely cut off the cat I know it's even shocking saying it. It's a disgrace that my three-year-old daughter has to see this. It's not an animal that did it because it has no other cuts or anything like that. Some sick person cut the cat's head clean off, um, and I've been sent a photograph of it as well. I mean, you can't, I mean, you, you you can't sugarcoat this. Like it, uh, it it's shocking. I mean. Could it have been another animal? I, I, I don't know. I mean, probably probably a two-legged thug. Uh, but anyway, it's sad to see. It really and truly is. Lots then with regards to the day that's in it. So for some, it's Valentine's Day. For others, it's Valentine's Day and an anniversary, as we've had those stories already this morning. Can you please say a big happy 40th birthday to my sister Valerie Marr for her birthday today, from her six sisters and also from her mam, And a shout-out from my granny Sheila McCarthy and her twin Maura. Middleton because we already spoke to them on the air this morning but we got some lovely texts in also backing up saying yes they are a wonderful couple and uh, it was great to hear them on the air people also saying it was great to hear Helen and George on the air and their anniversary a wonderful couple uh, Helen was once a fabulous dance teacher happy Valentine's Day to them says Trish uh, George didn't waste any time did he the poor girl had only stepped off the plane and Casanova pounced Helen never stood a chance and so no the the cork lad got a look in When George came over from England... Happy anniversary to both of them, says Richie in Toker. Uh, Give that lovely couple something, Neil. Don't be a meanie. Well, there is something beautiful in it for them and we'll go through all of the prizes again this side of midday. Uh, Happy Valentine's Day to all. Give that lovely couple some flowers. They're just fantastic. They're old school and so happy with what they have. A lot of people want to take a leaf out of their book. And there's lots of other uh, shout-outs then for people who are celebrating on this day, including my own son Luke, who celebrates his birthday today. Born on Valentine's Day, Back in 1994. So happy birthday to you, my dear friend, my good friend and my great son, Luke. And we'll see you later on for for lunch. Happy birthday, kid. Uh, Valentine's Day, says John, the most stupidest day of the year. Thank you for that. Thank you for attempting to burst people's bubble. Stupidest is a good word, isn't it? Uh, I'd love a bouquet of flowers for my niece, Kira. She recently had a baby girl, Roisin. I'd love to surprise her. Please wish my mum and dad a happy 40th wedding anniversary for Sunday. They've been together 44 years and 40 of those married. And still going strong, that's Rose and Pat Keating and Toker would make their day. On the 14th of July this year, my parents, Mary and Des Keegan, will be 61 years married both still hale and hearty. Please wish my wife, uh, Tracy Nolan in Tower, a wonderful Valentine's Day, as she is the best to me and her girls, Lucy and Kate. Thanks a million, says Pat, and happy Valentine's Day. Love should be celebrated every day, not just a hallmark moment. Love is a look across a crowded room that speaks a thousand words, a cup of tea after a hard day, a shoulder to cry on, a hand to hold. Love is a right, not a privilege. I meet couples all of the time and write and perform weddings. Each one is a unique and special wedding. Uh, just love, love, love them. That's Janice, who's a celebrant at bespoke wedding ceremonies. So thank you for that. And there's many more like that. Great uh, great shout-outs. Well, not, not all of them, actually. <coughs> very supportive. Valentine's Day. I see an interesting one here. I was talking about the fact that men spend 55% more than women on Valentine's Day, somebody said when women are earning equal pay, then we consider we will consider equal spending on things like Valentine's and Brita says I haven't had a Valentine's date in 24 years. I was widowed at the age of 30 says she well that is so sad at such a such a young young age uh, I'll come back to those again I promise you but let me just um, also got Una standing by uh, and Bobby standing by but I want to talk to a very special person after the break Sheila Flitton from Banshees of Innesheeran um, and a Cork girl we claim her because she was born and reared on Lee side. Call
2: the Neil Prenderville Show now, 0818-104-106,
1: Red FM. Okay, have you seen it? Um, and the incredible amount of Oscars that hopefully it's going to garner uh, at the upcoming Oscars, the Banshees of Inna an incredible film. It really and truly is on a load of different levels. And if you've seen it, you'll probably agree with me. Certainly the scenery and the setting of Ackle and Aaron and the West of Ireland, never mind the storyline, is just an incredible production. You gotta see it on the big screen. If you did, then of course you get to appreciate it all the more. I mean you can't I mean it'll be fine watching it when it hits TV or downloaded or whatever, but it's just terrific on the big screen. And I was delighted having seen it and come out, and then recently found out that one of those that acted in it is Sheila Flitton, who was born and reared on side, lives now up the country in, in County Dublin, but we claim her as one of our own and we should be so proud of her at the age of, of 90. She joins me by phone. Sheila, good morning.
11: Good morning, Neil. And by the way, thank you for claiming me for Cork. I've always wanted to be claimed by Cork. And why
1: wouldn't you And you're born on side, born, oh. born Southside, I think, wasn't it?
11: Well I was born in Saint Inbirs Road, Loch Parish, yeah.
1: Not off not just not too far from Gillaby Street area, isn't it?
11: Ah listen, that's where we were all reared, all running around there. I remember Sean Condon. Sean Condon the hurler, wasn't
1: he? You got me and, on uh, that. Huh? You got me on that. Why was was he a pal of yours?
11: Well, I mean he gave us champagne out of something when we were about eight in the house when they won a big match.
1: <laughs> An Irish hurler who played centre forward at senior level for the Cork County team back in the day. Oh,
11: well, I... Won you. three
1: All-Ireland medals and three Munster medals, apparently. There you are. In there the 40s.
11: Are. In the 40s. I would have been because I'll tell you, I would have been about eight or nine and I always remember how lovely they were, to, especially him, like, you know, giving did, up.
1: Did you move then from Southside to Northside when you were about nine or ten, I think, up around Gronn? I Grand. was
11: ten. I was ten. And there was a little problem in the house because my uncle got married and mom and herself, you know, kids and everything, didn't do too well. No. And my mom got her nose up. And I tell you, she cut off her nose to spite her face. Because she kept saying, you know, I'm going to get the key of the door to the a house, one of those corporation houses. Yeah. And I really never forget the day we moved. And it was the biggest mistake she ever made because Why? she never got over it. She never
1: settled time, on the other side of the lee, no? She
11: never settled. Do you know, Neil, she met us out of school. And now, mind you, I'm not talking north side, south side like they do up here in Dublin, you know. <laughs> I don't know what it's like in Cork like where the mansion I used to is still where all the people go daddy but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like she, she met us out of school every day we still went over to St Mary's of the Isle and she met us she took us for a walk she brought us home at tea time so like I, I don't know why yeah. but she, she she never said sounds she as if
1: it. she was exiled on the north side then
11: well, she was, and she knew she made a mistake, because, oh, my gosh, she used to be, oh, backwards and forth, like, my aunt, and In a way, I think it caused, it caused a bit of a problem. My dad didn't know whether he was coming or going. He was in the army, and he was very easy, a great character, but kind of easy you go, now, he liked his pint, but he was very easy going, in a sense that uh, he'd go along, yeah, you know, yeah. go along with whatever. yeah. I'm sure he wouldn't have had a say in it because he came from up opposite uh, Reardon Square, up where Frank Connor came around there.
1: All right, so w- that would have been Dylan's Cross area, no?
11: No. No? No, it was Reardon Square, is, I think. Where's that? Uh, up St. Luke's, up opposite Collins. Frank, you know your car. Oh, you
1: know? the I your road area. Yeah, yeah, do. okay. No, that's just yes. a new one on me. That's just a new yes. one
11: on me. Yeah. yeah, and it was a lovely square. And we used to go up there all the time and visit her, except uh, she was a bit mean, you know. Some <laughs> like your dad's granny was always a bit tight, like you know. And she give us to, like something to bit and kill us if we dirtied our veil on communion day and all that. They were
1: the ways. Things. Yeah, O'Connor oh, used to write about characters like that as well.
11: Yeah, you probably we you probably so,
1: used we a to... bit of her and Mrs McCormack in in, uh, in Banshees. <laughs>
11: <laughs> I suppose you use a bit of. A yeah, you probably do use a bit of everything, and then I do a one-woman play as well, Beesies. Beezy's you're doing that so for decades. Well, nearly forty years,
1: sure But when and you, good. so, so you, you grew up on on, on Lee side, of course, and and worked on Lee side. I think one of the first jobs, right? Because you left school young, didn't you? I left school at
11: thirteen.
1: Did yeah. you go straight into the Lee boot at thirteen? No, I
11: didn't. No, I didn't. I won't name the lovely lady. <laughs> I tell you, she was an alcoholic and I didn't know. And uh, everyone, had, we all had to good to work. I mean, everyone in our area, like, had to go and find something to do. They all let school. Yeah. And, uh, she just, I hate to use the word abuse, nail, but, like, she called me stupid. She said I had no elbow grease.
1: What was the job?
11: And the job, well, the job was cleaning, and I knew nothing about cleaning because my mum. We've never let us to anything in the house, you know. Yeah, they just yeah. everything a thing home all day. <laughs> and uh, she, I found, she wanted, she needed the brandy. When the pub opened up there at the top of something as well, like Strawberry Hill, day, not Strawberry Hill. Day, she was up, oh, I better not say where she was. But anyway, mm-hmm. not far from the church. And then the pub wasn't far. And I used to have to go up there and get a brandy. And I... Cutting down, I was very cute enough, now. know. So when I came back, she was in good humour, yeah. and so I stayed out longer, looking at the streets and the lovely street shop there in Falmouth as well. <laughs> and I'd be looking at the streets in the window, and I'd stay out. And she wouldn't kind of she'd get a bit irritated, but she kind of wouldn't notice. <laughs> and then I used to, I used to clean. Do you know I used to clean the bedroom? So I know, not now, very know well about the sound of it. Well, I used to have a duster. And I get a sweeten brush or a dance, a duster, and I stage and dance around the floor. <laughs>
1: <You> thought, I <laughs> believe you was, thought you were Shirley Temple back in the day.
11: I thought I Shirley Temple when I was three.
1: Uh, so you, so you didn't... D- I, think, I, I think you didn't hold on to that job, no?
11: To Shirley Temple or the job? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, I mean, I had to hold on to it until I did get into the Leeboot. And my sister, rest her soul, she was just gorgeous. And she was so smart, you see. And I wasn't very smart. So, like, uh, I was sort of trotting after me. My mum and dad used to say, you'd have to get Sheila into the Boot And she used to say, well, what can she do? Like, she's not good at anything. I wasn't good at it. I was more into the drama, the tap dancing. All of stuff silly things then they call them anyway I did get in I looked he tried me on a machine I can name him Mr O'Brien my sister of course breeder, was put on the phone beside him like cause she was she was like oh my god she was like Joan Collins and all that, that filmster, yeah. Type. and she was given all the lovely jobs so I was put licking labels <laughs> tried the machine and in the end uh, I I was to spend it for talking. I
1: heard you were talking to too much, and we're not working enough you're seven a yeah. body of yours, is we it? Were,
11: <laughs> yeah, we were allowed to sing. we could sing and we knew all the songs to sing like uh, the whole floor sang and uh, but you weren't allowed to talk.
1: so you sang and the songs of the day all day while making boots and did. shoes and what have you.
11: We did and and you know what it, it, there was a great atmosphere. mind you, it was a great atmosphere there. But well, I was having, like, my drama classes and and I was having piano classes. I wanted me three Bob, pocket money.
1: You did, yeah. Uh, you were getting piano, drama, I, tap dancing classes at the O'Leary Hall. In fact, your dad said, get down off that stage and stop making a fool of yourself, said your dad. I
11: did, too. And two of the ladies in the Boots, they used to call me a so-called lady and she, God, loved me. I was so shy, really, you know. I really was.
1: And when, when you got let go by the lee boot. Is it true that the two of you then went over to England as housekeeper well, maids, is it?
11: What happened was, I went into the toilet there, in the, where the people used to go to smoke and that, and I picked up a newspaper and it asked for a maid for London. Not for London, sorry, for just England. And I wrote a letter and said, would they take two for the price of one? <laughs> and the guy came over and I took it to Thompson's up McCurton Street. And I'm not joking. We had every cake in the place. Like We never had cakes. We had every cake in the place. And then he told us, and you know, we have runny, hot, and cold water. Now, he wasn't involved in that. So he was just a messenger. by I really mean,
1: <laughs> He came all the way over to he, interview you?
11: Oh, he did. Oh, oh, he Thompson's Cafe in mccurtain Street. He did. And they only had, the, the, the couple were big business people. And they had one two-year-old kid. And um, oh, we got paid our fare and we got over there. And <laughs> we got into this big car. Sure, we could have been
1: murdered. We you never know, to, know what was going to happen. Well, those were the I days. There were probably simpler times. But you never knew. I mean, you, were your folks but, okay with that? You sounded as if you had a very independent spirit, even very I young. I
11: was very lonely. I, I, I must be. I don't know, it must have two personalities because I cried for about three months. And my mum and dad, like, my mum was right, just a lady of the house. I don't know how she did. I remember she sent her shamrock. And, like, we weren't getting on too well because um, she said to us, who's going to be the housekeeper and who's going to be the cook? And she was gorgeous as woman. And, of course, we looked at each other because neither of us could do anything. When was well, I? So I took the housekeeping. That's like the fire, yes. My dad bit the fire, my mum bit the fire, I couldn't that. and she did the my friend did the rest. And we the, the gardener used to throw stone at the window in the morning to get us out of the bed to find us a <laughs> crying two year old. And like my mum used to give us my porridge. She used to give us our porridge in the bed before we went out, before we got up.
1: And, and did, did you last me. in the job or did they cotton on that you were?
11: Well, we we probably would've done. But the man was great. He used to go for a walk with the dog at night and he'd sit by the fire and we'd be chatting and he said, no, you kind of hint at us. No, you know, you're not really through. My friend used to try on the woman's gorgeous clothes when they were gone out and all that. And we found a French letter in the drawer. So we were very innocent. We weren't bold, but we, we weren't right. Inquisitive,
1: after. I suppose. Inquisitive.
11: <laughs> so anyway, he said to us, what would you like to do? And I always, you see, I went into a convent in Strawberry Hill telling them I wanted to be um, uh, a nun. The black babies and all that. I kind of had a yen, but I knew I could never do that. You see? So, we said we'd like to go nursing because we knew we'd get food and lodging. That's what we really needed. And so he took us in in the murk, whatever it was. <laughs> and uh, we got in there anyway and made of course. When I I have to divert you now because when I wrote my book Notions I realized he had something to do with that. And I always thought it was because we were at a convent School, like I was at Samaritan CI and uh, the she the matron thought, Oh, this is great, like because over there it was twenty two pounds, we found that out a month. And so she kinda took to us and the the real matron with the little dog on the counter and so um, she took it on. And I mean, oh God, I, I, I was just 30 minutes. We were just 30 minutes. And we got on fine. Yeah. So I was brought into her office one day because I told uh, a nurse, she, she broke a glass. And she picked that up, her, and picked that up. And I said, pick it up yourself. And she went to matron. And oh, I said, ah, look, shut your gob. <laughs> Now, I mean, I know that sounded awful, but, like, the matron sent for me, and she said, did you tell Nurse Hardy to shut her up? And I said, oh, well, we do, that are homeless, like, you know, such a God. She said. <laughs> and she came out and she said, now, listen, don't do that again. And all the patients, God loved them. They were all thinking oh, God, Nurse of Hearn, I hope she won't be sacked. you <laughs> are <laughs> only a junior nurse then. So.
1: But while all then. that was happening, of course, you were still crib- scribbling away and you were still writing. and uh, Then you met no. Norman and, and settled down I with Norman. I was
11: say, I did more important things than scribbling. The us, while we were back in the house, back at the ranch, we wanted to go out because we'd been to the Arcadia, the City Hall, the Oratory, we been everywhere dancing, every single dance hall in Cork. And we thought we were going to London. So she said, Oh, you can't go home. I like you can't like you your mothers. and we said, Well we have to. So what do we do? So she said, I've said the chaperone. <laughs> a little lady with a berry You can imagine us probably from corpses you see, like very fashionable. She said a lady with the berry and she said, She'll take care of you now. She mind you. Well, we got into the village hall. And we were, like, mortified. I mean, you know now, the Arcadia, the village
1: hall, like, Yeah, yeah, so it was a bit of a come down.
11: Norman danced me, and this other guy, Brian, danced, my friend. And uh, I kind of knew, I kind of knew. I was a, li- a little first-known cook. You know, I love dancing. Love, it's all very innocent in them Yeah, yeah. Add. So, he um, came over to dance, you know, and... and the, the two of them like asked both different times, and uh, what we were doing in the village, Kigur. So we said, um, "Oh, our uncle has, I was merely named the house there, and uh, yeah, we're out oh, up for our own, we're for a holiday with our uncle, and we didn't know their granny was there, the nanny was there, the daddy they were all out to dance. It's like you see here in the country dances, you know, we weren't used to." So they knew all along, and then we invited them up to the house and gave them a martini, still thinking they didn't know that we were mates. <laughs> we call it maids. You couldn't call us maids. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, that's where I met Oh
1: my god! In fairness to you, and did you come home then? You did come back to Cork for a while, but I, I know I'm no. jumping. I'm jumping way ahead then with regards to your acting career, which was incredible when you looked at... Well,
11: I was acting, acting in a sense over there because I was in the university drama and, you know, I I was yearning after it. But at that time, life takes on a different... I did cantos with the kids at Christmas. But, you know, life takes on a kind of a destiny of its own, I suppose. So I got engaged and I always to bring Norman home a lot, of course. And of course, Norman I was a Protestant, and uh, uh, my friend, another you know friend, her mother had a heart attack because this was what the nurses all so said. Anyway, the Irish, the most few Irish nurses no, we were there, that her mother got the heart attack because she married a Protestant. So <laughs> I didn't want that to happen, to me, <laughs> ma'am. So uh, we took him to the priest, and it, God loved me. He was so good, though. I mean, he liked everything I asked. And we were outside the chapel. He was saying, "Bless me, Father, for I have sinned Savage, You know, and we were laughing and digging, listening and <laughs> pushing back. But to give him his due, he did. He changed his
1: religion. He converted for out. you. That's a big yeah. thing to do, isn't it? That's an act of love, if you like. Back then,
11: it was an act of love. There was there was only one incident really. We were um, I uh, we came in, and we were locked out. And this was very unusual. My dad was crazy about Norman, but he'd had a few pints this night, so my sister left us in. She waited up the garden, to at her soul, to get us in. And what happened was, he kept shouting, you know, my my favourite daughter's not going to marry." <laughs> <laughs> she said, oh, he got married, but you look in a Norman. I mean, that's how I got Norman over here anyway, because my dad took him used to take him out fishing, you know, down the, the, by the university there. And yeah, yeah. Tom yeah. fell in love. Now he was very quiet, very gentle. Like,
1: uh, you know. And you many happy years together?
11: Oh, uh, we were married '66 and he died just before COVID. Oh, yeah. you must miss yeah. him
1: every day. I just looking, do? just looking at your career, though, re- leading right up, of course, to, um, you know, Banshees of Inishiran. I mean, you did. Widows Peak, Glenro, Country Girls, yeah. Angel, yeah. Moon Boy, all of the bar- all of the Roddy do- uh, Doyle's Commitment, Snapper, The Van, um, and, I, and, I know and
11: nobody knew my name Neil, until I did this.
1: And and of course, then your face would be so recognisable from all of the different parts. And then Banshees comes along. How did how did that happen?
11: Yeah, but it's because it's because I'll tell you that in a minute. But it's because Colin Farrell, bless him, I said, "Why would you do that?" He said, "Because." I did it deliberately because you're a legend because well he, he mentioned men, you at the Golden Globes is it? it? yeah and the London Civic now he's sensitive I mean we're very close but uh, yes I got, we had to do our interviews for the band She Is Normal and um, and then I got the job and what did I do? and I've said this before I broke my
1: shoulder two weeks before oh no two weeks before did you think it was all over?
11: Uh, the first thing I said when I was on the floor and it wasn't like it was just a trip and the first thing I said was I can't do the film now (laughs) so I said that's this that's the end of it and I was devastated I was black and blue in the face black and blue all around the arm black and blue everywhere
1: but you soldiered on obviously
11: well I wouldn't have done I suppose if it wasn't for the kindness of the people involved you know I mean Joel, the producer, she was gorgeous, and she kept saying, "You'll be okay." And my friend, all the hairdresser, said, "Look, we were all arranged. They'd arranged to make the sleeve this inside the cloak. Inside the cloak, and yeah,
1: and yeah, I yeah, said, yeah. yeah. The black cloak, yeah,
11: yeah." yeah. And my, my my god was Martin McDonnell. I, mean, he was my god, and I just thought that's it. And she rang one day and said, "Listen here, Sheila." Martin said. I just want Sheila and I want anyone else and here was I thinking of all the wonderful actors in Galway you know
1: but what was Ackle like were you on Ackle were you on Aaron
11: we were on Inishphere for three weeks and for nearly two months Then for the rest of the two months we were on In Ackle going out into the little island Was it great
1: fun, you know, acting with all of the different stars, with Gleason and Farrell and Keohan and Kerry Condon and also the locals
11: They were lovely, they're still in touch with most of them but they, uh, they, it was just amazing, and then Colin Farrell took me over completely with the broken I knew him, I'd done his work with a job with him before, but as I did with Brendan, but the two of them the crack, the the crack is mighty What
1: were you at Uh, when you weren't filming?
11: Talking and laughing. Talking and laughing. Hanging
1: out I mean, in the amateurs pub, pub I'd, I'd say. that was more, more like
11: it. A kind of said. Brendan and Colin worked their butts off. I mean, they were working all the time. You know, they didn't get a minute. And I tell you, I saw those two when I went down and I was very vulnerable. I they gave me a round of applause when I arrived in the state I was in. And I couldn't believe the way the chemistry was between the two of them reading just. They're just doing the reading. There was something between the two of them that, like, I mean, it could have been experienced.
1: Uh, yeah, they'd yeah. worked together. I mean, they did in Bruges, obviously, they so they would did. have known each other and things like that. Yeah,
11: and they'd done big jobs. Big jobs.
1: Did you but know like, when you were filming it that it was going to be a big success? Is it possible to tell?
11: No. Am I sure? I I was nominated for Best Actress for The Beauty Queen of Lenan for Norman. For Norman. Wow, well, forgot to there, what? from Martin's uh, play and um, I like his work and I, I kind of there's something there's a rhythm there's something about his work that you just love reading or learning
1: it must have been an absolutely incredible experience have it, just before I before I wrap up here's a little clip with you for people who've seen it they'll know for people that don't it's you of course Mrs. McCormack meeting Colin Farrell or Padraig along the road you, you'll remember this clip hang on
11: oh Hello there, Miss McCormick. A death shall come to anish heron before the month is out. A death, huh? Maybe even two deaths.
3: Well, that'll
8: be sad.
11: We shall pray to the Lord. Tis neither you nor poor Siobhan will be either of them. Well, is that a nice thing to be saying? I wasn't trying to be nice. I was trying to be accurate.
1: Oh my God, I can picture you now <laughs> on that country lane with your big black shawl over your head and everything, huh?
8: <laughs> real mean, Neil. The real oh
1: mean. my God. What do you make... There's been criticism the last day or two. Extremely offensive. It's moronic that it doesn't reflect Ireland of the 1920s and all that kind of... I mean, people get offended about... You both
11: get that. You both get that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
11: but there'll yeah. always be begrudgers somewhere. Um, maybe that's the way they feel. I mean, it is a dark film. Um, people have their own opinions, don't they? But, like, uh, uh, you know, always... I'd be very surprised if you didn't get some of that. I don't read... I don't have social media or like that, but I know from listening to radio, you get the worst, don't you? Era,
1: the that's worst. the world we live in now, girl. Will you go oh. to the Oscars, oh, I wonder? What do you think? Oh. Will you go to the Oscars? <laughs>
11: Ah, come here, get off it. You're joking. <laughs> I tell you, and Mar- mind you, Mark, you sent me this email, we'll all have our own celebration after. I hope to God that they, I just hope they do really, really well. Uh, and you know, love- you know the Irish film? Well, I'm going to a little showing, a of- private showing of that, and I'm dying to see it. The Quiet Girl.
1: Oh, yeah, and, and I- Colleen Kewen, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I
11: hope not. That I hope is-
1: there's many more years of. Um, on the screen for you whether it's on the boards or whether it's uh, on the silver screen have you have you more plans?
11: Or, or Neil whether on the earth
1: <laughs> Actually you're only 90
11: I'm only 90 I'm only getting there now <laughs>
1: <It's>, <laughs> You have two sisters <laughs> still in Cork I hear do you?
11: I, listen I want to say hello to my lovely sisters I was sure I was done with them recently They're not twins ago. no? <laughs> no Kathleen and Nora Kathleen is a tiny bit younger than me And Nora is a good bit younger than, not a good bit, five years, I think, younger than Kathleen. And my late sister, rest her soul, she was gorgeous. And I had a lovely brother as well, a late brother. So, like, we, so we're very close.
1: Well, hi to your two sisters on side, And it's lovely catching up with you as well. We're all so proud of your performances down through the years. But Banshees is just a great achievement. Well done.
11: Thank you very much, Neil. It's about time I talk
1: to you. Absolutely. It's been way too long. And don't be a yeah. stranger next time you're on side. Okay, I'll give
11: you
2: a shout. All right, Sheila, mind yourself.
11: Thank you very much. God Take bless. Take love. care. Bye. Bye.
2: The Neil Brinderville Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday. 0818 104 106.
1: Just on, Sheila Flitton. The film is fabulous. We watched it last night, says George and Orle. It is genius. That's what it represents. The Irish ability to make incredible films. Where else do you get films like The Banshees of Inna Sheila is brilliant. The donkey had everyone in tears and the storyline was so unique. And one quick one here. The energy in Sheila's voice is incredible. She sounds half her age. And she behaves half her age as well and acts and probably thinks half her age. Now, what I don't get to this morning, I certainly would pick up in the morning. So if anybody feels they're going to be disappointed in sharing their own stories or text or emails, I'll do my very best again in the morning. I promise you that. But it's always important to update. It's a very important day. It's the Tuesday. Remember last week I was telling you that um, on today, Tuesday, John was going back to City Hall to be met with regards to seeing if he could get somewhere to live. So he gets out of that abandoned, derelict abattoir. Factory that he was living in with his with his two dogs. So, Paddy O'Brien very much took him under his wing there over the past week or ten days. It's exactly what Paddy O'Brien does. He just helps people. He just gets things done, and he joins me by phone. Paddy, good morning.
13: Good morning, Neil. So Indeed, it's a great day. Great what's day the, what's the update? He
1: had the, he had the meeting. What's happened? What subsequently has happened? We had a meeting with um,
13: a, a welfare officer. I have to say, John was treated so kindly. We had members of the housing staff there as, uh, as well. And the, the great news is this, is that John has been allocated a house in Madden's building. Oh, and the f- man has fantastic. Yes. Uh, on the way out here, he said to me, Paddy, this is the happiest day of my life. It's the first time in my life, at 62 years of age, that I have my own the door and he's is think everything is great for it now so um, it'll take a few weeks I think a lot of work, work should not work on things must be done and a bit of um, tied up by down the entrance and stuff but we're outside the house we just oh you're actually window.
1: standing at the front door in Madden's building oh, no.
13: standing, yeah. we're looking in the window now yeah. at the moment yeah. 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 of the house
1: oh my god and is it like in good nick is it ready to go or are they working oh on it oh yeah
13: it, it? it is yeah, it's grand it's grand that I can see and recently decorated recently d- decorated and um, I, I will contact now a well for Officer, in relation what 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 money is all, can be allocated uh, to get in a bit a bit of furniture, a few items into the Yeah, already the people
1: the over thing. the last week or two have been offering bits and pieces, bits and bobs, electrical equipment and things like that, which is which is nice, you know. And I'm quite sure the people That's listening will probably good. even want to offer some more.
13: Have to attribute to uh, Sarah Ross a wonderful girl, and I think I I'll meet, meet her this evening or tomorrow because they rallied around her. And she rang me, Sarah rang me last week, and she said, look, honey, while that gentleman is waiting for the house, she says, I can organise a hotel for him. Ah, I, I that's incredible a, 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 a young girl A young mother of two children And what did, what did John
1: say to you says, Is he there with you He said today is the happiest yeah, day of my life He's a quietly spoken man I understand that I appreciate that But just a quick word for them. John, me. John, are you delighted? Yes.
8: I am just I'm very happy to be I've got no. everything rolling, rolling
1: yes. Ah, you're standing outside the door Of your little home
8: I am, yeah. I'm looking in the
1: window. Are you very excited? I, I
8: am. It's
1: me for someone. Oh, my God. It's going to be mm. so lovely, closing your own I, front door.
8: Yeah.
1: It's just, I bet you can't wait to be in there. No, I can't. Imagine your first few days there, getting light in the fire and cooking I, a bit of I supper. I know,
8: yeah. Huh? I, yeah.
1: And you're back in and around Blackpool as well.
8: Oh, it's, yes. i mean, near the pool as well, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like a miracle, isn't it, John?
8: What oh, is it is only for Pedigree now and a few other bodies
1: there. That's great. So, not long to wait now?
8: Uh, no, no.
1: What are you looking forward to? Laying your head in your own bed, a proper bed, huh?
8: Yeah.
1: Putting on your own kettle, shuffling around, oh, lighting an oh, oh, fire?
8: I mean, Having
1: you it the first cup of tea and send me one house. <laughs> first bit of breakfast, first dinner, first fire. Invite a few pals around and make new friends Boy, and neighbours. Yeah. You're in a beautiful part of the city, you know. Yeah. Um, Delighted you'll be able to go for a couple of pints with your pals like the old days, John, huh? That's
8: true. The only thing is that, that, that don't drink is gone very dear.
1: I know, but listen, I'm quite sure somebody will stand you a pint or two. It's great news but, for you. Yeah. Listen, it's great news, and it won't be long now before you get the key in your hand.
8: Yes, yeah. <laughs> well, it is another chapter there I want to thank you to everyone, and to help, for Billy Flynn, and John Flynn, you know. Everyone
1: that came to help,
8: Only for Billy Flynn and John Flynn, dear. They, they kept on the electricity outside in my place. They, they paid for the poll, like yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. But it will be nice, it's going to be nice to move on from there now, John, yeah? Oh,
8: well, true. Well, yes.
1: Yeah, you've served your time there now and you've served many a winter yeah. there, so no longer. you have a warm, cosy home, all right? That's
8: true.
1: Okay. So we'll chat We'll chat again when you get the keys, all right?
8: Okay now
1: alright bye look after yourself look after yourself yeah. delighted for you fair play and,
8: and thanks very much for coming on radio
1: not at all thanks for sharing your story and I'm glad that there's a, a happy ending as the fella says so not too long now before he'll have his own key for his own front door in Madden's buildings getting things done that's a great story when hopefully Uh, he'll enjoy it and have many happy years there Um, back after the break talk to Neil Prenderville now 0818 104 106 Cork's Red FM Okay, some other shout-outs. My parents have been married 43 years and this is the first Valentine that they won't be together as man's been in hospital every year since I can remember. She's always cooked up a storm for all of us on Valentine's night. I just want to wish her, gay is her name, a happy Valentine's Day and hopefully she'll be home soon says Caroline. Uh, Hi, could you please say happy Valentine's Day to my amazing husband, Eric. Uh, Husband and father and we love him so much. 26 years together says Amanda. Our parents, Peter and Eileen Brown, a happy Valentine's Day. Seven years married on the 4th of April and Madly in love. Uh, Today is also extraterrestrial culture, (laughs) extraterrestrial culture day, uh, by all accounts. And it's also, you know, we were talking yesterday about Galantines, yesterday being Galantines and today being Valentines. I don't know if the International Hotel is still there on on line two. Come in, the International Hotel. Yes, I'm
5: here, Neil. How
1: are you? I'm good. Kylie, what's the difference between Valentines and Galantines?
5: Well, Galantines is for the girlies. So we have our uh, director of romance, Eamon, in the Metropole, and then up in the Cork International Hotel. It's all about the girls. So you're, Eamon's is so
1: dealing with the, the loved up couples, Eamon's and you're dealing absolutely. with just girls who aren't loved up. Is it?
5: <laughs> the girls who are, who are, who are with their friends and want to come out and have a good time. Absolutely. Is, is that a, is Valentine's
2: that
1: the rebellion against Valentine's? Is it?
5: I don't no. I think some of the girls, even in couples, like to kind of come away with their girls as well. Go out and have some nice afternoon tea. Um, and everything is pink themes and as we said you know some of our friendships are some of the most important connections in our life our romantic relationships come and go but our our gal pals are there forever as well so very important
1: yes you're in the metaphor what do you you know as the director of romance how's that going for you Absolutely spectacular, me. spectacular, and a
3: happy Valentine's Day to you <laughs> and everyone else.
1: <laughs> you're probably saying that for days, yeah. Everyone and anyone. No, you know, I've,
3: I've been I've been busy all morning. Actually, I've been busy running to into city centre, into in flower shops and summers and the chocolate shops all morning. And so, summers, and, and, yes, did, yes, did yes, you course, say? Course. (laughs) Absolutely,
1: Neil. It's a busy, busy, busy spot. Beat that, Kylie. He's been to Ann Summers. I'll have to try and get
2: some
5: of the girls to get out that (laughs) instead.
1: So, flowers and chocolates and champers, that's the order of the day at the Metropole. It is indeed, Neil. We have a
3: beautiful set menu, Valentine's menu, and your restaurant is very well booked this evening. And people are just looking for something different. They are looking for a bit of romance and a bit of loving up. As the Beatles used to say, Neil, all you need is love. All you need That's is you love. Need Others
1: might say yeah. the Beatles also said you can't buy me love. <laughs> There's
3: no no price in love, Neil. There's no price in love. So uh, listen, the to people today just, just just need to enjoy it. It's Ernest simple is simple down day, at Electric,
1: he's got electric and they've banned tables for two. Isn't that right, Ernest? Hi, hey, Neil, yeah. Thanks for having me. Just something different, a bit of cracking. What is it? Tables for four instead, is it? Yeah, I mean, we actually have a 16 and everything. We're we're
3: we've great bookings, thank God. But um, there's lots of sixes and eights, and uh, I think for a lot of people, it's the first night out since Christmas. So they're just making the most of it, and we've kind of given them a license to do that.
1: Is it still as popular as ever, lads? Valentine's? Is it just? Um, is it still just maintaining? I mean, tonight would be booked out pretty much everywhere, I suppose. I, I, I think it is. I think that people are, are looking for reason to go out and we all kind of have to behave
3: in January and the, the diets and the January and all this kind of crack. And I think you're going kind to of say, OK, this is a this is an excuse I can justify booking a babysitter and getting the taxi and getting the night out. So, um, yeah, for us, anyway, it, it seems
1: busy. It sounds like town is heavily booked. Listen, we need yeah. those nights on side, don't we? And in the hotels and the restaurants, that's for sure. So, Kylie, yeah. when was the big day? Was that yesterday?
5: It was Valentine's was yesterday. How'd it go? So we have that on. It went well. We, we were really busy. We're actually doing the afternoon, afternoon tea available until the twenty fifth of February. So we still have availability for people who want to book for that. It's from twelve thirty till four. A lovely selection of sweet treats and savoury goodies. Our chef has been cooking up a storm. Some pink themed rose scented Madeira cake. Did you get it? Uh, raspberry you, cream, strawberry souffle. Did
1: you all get Valentine four cards present. this morning? Did you? Oh certainly I did not, not a Valentine's, Valentine's card. No.
5: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, if you got I a got Valentine's card, Neil, we'd be would be wondering what had gone. Well, in my house, we'd be wondering if something had gone wrong. What he <laughs> been up to? as he been naughty?
7: Against
3: the card I was lucky he like a two so I'm just wondering this morning I didn't oh, know what I'm going to go home and I what what the is when I go home <laughs> What about like you two?
1: Ernest? Is it in the post? <laughs> in the post that's the excuse so far in here <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much guys for all of the lovely kind gifts you gave us Thank today you. and indeed tomorrow Thank Have a know. great day Ernest, Eamon and indeed Kylie So what have we given away so far? Well flowers for George and Helen 57 years married Mary and Mickey 50 years married I think there was a mention there chatting with uh, Mary and, uh, and uh, Mickey that Mary was talking about but maybe afternoon tea for two um, at the Metropole. Absolutely. Sheila and Maura, the wonderful twins celebrating 90 years. Um, and also like uh, still hale and hearty and rocking uh, definitely flowers and I think we're going to have to get those flowers collected and brought down to them uh, and uh, hopefully all of the ne- ne- their granddaughter will be able to sort that out for us um, and come and get them at Shandon Flowers on Shandon Street and also for Maureen a lovely chat with Maureen and a bouquet of flowers for her as well but because time is against me at this stage we still have afternoon tea to give away at either the uh, Cork International Hotel or the Metropole there will be still some more bouquets of flowers to give away uh, tomorrow on the air, because there's many calls that I didn't get to. And the new sharing menu at Electric is a table for four for Valentine's Night tonight. So uh, we'll open the phone lines on that, all right, for the new sharing menu at Electric. So pick up the phone on 0818 104 106. That's a table for four for tonight. Uh, And, of course, also fabulous steak dinners with wine at Cockbull, and that'll be tomorrow as well. So unfortunately, I'm out of time. But if you have been in touch, whether it's by email or by text, we'll pick it up in the morning. So have a good day and I'll see you tomorrow.
11: For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts.